Hello there, Doomus Deadites. It is me, your producer, the Motherload. I know it's been a long hiatus since we had an episode. Uh, Bones has been busy, and since he was too busy to get us a new episode, we've got Hate Daddy here. Uh, so this is the first episode of the Hate Daddy podcast. He's an awesome, awesome interviewer. Really excited for you to hear this. It's about three hours long. They wanted me to cut it up into parts, but I said, nah, fuck that. That wouldn't do it any justice. So here you are. Hate Daddy, take it away, brother. Hello, everybody. Hate Daddy here, and welcome to the first iteration of the Hate Daddy podcast, where I discuss with Doomers their pasts, their presence, and everything in between. Uh, these type of interviews are going to be semi-structured. Uh, I will note that it's going to be kind of a no-holds-barred approach. Uh, but keep in mind, my goal here isn't to circle jerk with people or to push any sort of narrative. My goal in all of these is to be objective and not necessarily contrarian because obviously there will be moments where I agree and disagree with people. But uh, the goal here is not to just circle jerk. So with that being said, uh, my first guest, a longtime friend of mine, Russ King, he has been in several clans, uh, which includes Sin, Astro Clan, Unidoom, uh, FU, and A3, which he is still currently a member of. He's gone by the names of Deception while he was in Sin. Rusted Peace was uh, another alias of his back in the day. Uh, we had some other clans and stuff. He went under some other cool names. Uh, Sever was one of them in Ways to Kill, which was a clan that me, him, his brother, and a few other guys were in. He was a formal or, or a former multiple-time International Doom League captain back in the day. Uh, he was also on the board for the IDL. And he's won various tournaments in Z-Damon and Zandronum. But perhaps most importantly, he has won five Kako Awards with CTF maps, DM maps alike. Uh, one of them being the Progressive Duel. And Eon Deathmatch was his first, which I actually helped him with. And when I say helped him with, I, uh, I did nothing and he did everything. So I'd like to go ahead and introduce him. So I am here with Russ King. So yeah. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing all right. How's it going? Uh, you know, it's uh, another day in paradise. That's what white people say when they're really going through it. Uh, so, yeah. Do have any problems, though? <laughs> so, so tell me about yourself. Uh, when did you start playing Doom? Probably when I was about the first time, 14 or 15. Uh, I was part of a different community entirely. They just had up a server on Zdaemon, and he kind of just gave out a private server IP and password. It was just mainly deathmatch. So that's when I first got exposed to it because I had never played the game as a kid. And then after a while, everybody kind of like lost interest and went on to do other things. And then I ditched it as well, and I didn't return to it till about late 2004, like December, mm-hmm. when it was still. Uh, 106. That's pretty much when I started playing it. Dude, 106. I was about like 15, I think, about that time. You were on dial-up, right? Yeah, yeah. This was back in the day. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember that, but I don't think I remember. I don't think I ever played with you while you were on dial-up. But I know that you. Uh, there was a time you went back to it too, if I remember correctly, while you were in Sin. Yeah, it was just there were. Uh, fuck Comcast. <laughs> 
they always like raise the prices and lower your quality or never improve anything. But that's how all, all ISPs are. They'll yeah. screw you over because they don't give a shit about you. Fucking dicks are criminals, dude. Yeah. Monopoly, too. Yeah. Not the game. Not the game. That's a fun game. Yeah, that's fun. Because you're the one paying for it. You're right. Yeah, and, and you're the one that fucking loses the quality. Trust me, I know. Mine is the same way. Like, my SP is total shit. But what can you do, right? Move. Yeah. <laughs> Move to where there's, like, fiber or something. That's about it. Yeah. I mean, we do have fiber, but I'm not, I'm not paying for that. That shit's way too expensive right now. But it might be something I do in the future. Who knows? But um, with all that time, and when you started and you came back, to me, like, I always look at you as, like, a Sin member. Obviously, like, your time in Sin is basically a fraction of what you've done in the Doom community, right? Like, it, but that, to a lot of people, especially in our day, was, like, really iconic to people because the name was cool, the theme was cool. So when did you actually get into Sin? Like, how did you get in? Like, who discovered you? I think it was because... uh I ran into a dual server where they had like wrath and greed and they were dueling. And I just saw them regularly because it was always D5 and 7. That was like the home field. So I just kind of played with them a bit and I got destroyed because I was dial up and I was never a duel or anything at that time. So I just kind of was around them to play games here or whatever. And then one day I kind of was like, I told greed, I was like, hey, can I join? And he's like, yeah, I was waiting for you and that kind of shit. So they brought me in and. Although I didn't really get to play too much in the beginning because my dial-up was just so bad. You know, people complain now about having to, oh, I got to aim on Zandronum or Ultimix, like, ahead or behind. I had to, like, literally have... It was like that every fucking shot because of the lag. It was, like, 180 ping, so constant. I was always aiming ahead of people, like, by, I don't know, like, three Marines. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you're you're so right. That's how it was. So... Yeah, I was just around them, and it was about 05, and then that's how I got in. And it, you're right, like, the fraction is just a fraction, because, well, we disbanded in 2007? 2008, I think. Or 8, something maybe, like that? Maybe it was We're 7. We're apart in 7. Yeah, <laughs> seven, 7 was a blur, to be honest. So it was only, like, 2 or 3 years max. Yeah, it wasn't, but it felt like it was forever, right? That's because it was, like... The well, it's because everything was happening around that time. There were still a lot of clan wars happening. Right, I guess that's true. UD still UD wasn't banned yet, so. <laughs> well, we have client. private servers too, so even when they were, like we could still play yeah, with them. Yeah, that was more of the latter half, though. I'm yeah. talking about before the whole IDL was ever a thing. There was always clan wars and stuff, and people playing a lot, and people actually play TDM for a change. So there was always stuff going on. Right. So that's why it seemed like it was a, like a lot going on, and it was a longer time because there was just so much crap going on. Right. I, I mean, I think. Looking back at that time too, what what's really interesting to me is that that was how we all got in sin. Like we basically <sighs> would go into those servers and get bodied in D five M seven, and we're just like, I just want to keep playing. And I, I had mentioned that you were right about the the ping, because like, dude, people could complain about high ping now, but like back in the day, I don't know how people on dial up did it. Like I don't know how you guys did it. Cause that shit was unforgiving. Like one twenty plus felt unplayable. Now yeah. like one twenty is like a superpower. Yeah, if you get one twenty, so from the US to like the UK, you're 
fucking unstoppable. Yeah, dude. Like, it's... You're, only, you're only playing like 90% to 95% of your full abilities if you get that kind of ping. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, whereas back then it, it was debilitating. Like, well, it's like well, the only exception if you play on like the shitty check servers, they're still bad to this day, if I recall. <laughs> like they were the worst for Americans, and every European wanted to play on it because they got like five to ten, mainly the checks. But you know, yeah, well, that's when your country is like the size of your thumb. Yeah, who didn't want to play with ten ping anyway? Uh, I mean, it just depended. It's like looking back at just how how funny that was because. Yeah, I mean, back then, like, if you had anything higher than, like, 80 to 90 ping, you were effectively a runner. You And CTF, at least. Like, you could not be a super shotgunner with that kind of ping. Like, it was unheard of. And even in, in dueling and stuff, yeah, like, you had to, like, basically spam BFG and rockets to make up for that. You did not want to get into close altercations where reaction time would be the decider because you automatically lost. Yeah, that's why people didn't want to play on the West Coast because the East Coast players... It was just terrible for them to go across country. Yeah. So people like Josh Smith or whoever else was on the West Coast had to suffer. Wasn't Sad. Metal Black? Wasn't he West Coast? Uh, I don't know. I never knew Metal Black. Uh, I, I didn't know him that well. I know. I mean, I know Bones is now, but Bones has been back and forth. Yeah, he can't make up his mind, so who knows? Yeah, hippie. <laughs> but, yeah, so as we talk Sin. about Sin, yeah. Yeah. What 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 is your? Because obviously we were both sim members, but like, what is your defining memory of sin? Like, do you have kind of just this memory? Like, I don't know. Like when you think of sin, like that, like go, just just shoot right now. I say sin. What comes to mind? Uh, DUI dodged us. We beat Jake's clan in a clan war. We beat a clan, the bro clan, when they had cheaters, and we still beat their ass. So I'd probably say those three things. <laughs> Dude, I wasn't a part of Sin when, when y'all beat. I was just, when y'all beat bro, I was just coming in. And I, I wasn't even a part of the clan when the war actually happened. But that DUI stuff was dog shit, man. Yeah, they, you know, deleting posts, locking topics, that's all fucking Bones' fault. Dude, so I like. Think, oh, no, no, it was Romeo's fault. Yeah, no, well, Rom- Romeo was the moderator for the clan section. Yeah, for some reason. Because yeah. the guy didn't play Doom anymore at that point. Oh, that's because, like, the Z-Damon administration used to kiss up the DUI, like, hardcore. Was it, like, Raider and DUI at one point? I think they're honorable mention, honorable oh. members like that. Fuck off. If you go look at the site. <laughs> if you look at the site. Yeah, DUI and uh, the WoW gold being stolen by ICE. <laughs> yeah. They kicked him out of their clan for stealing gold on WoW, and they made it sound like he killed somebody. Like, you betrayed us, the Brotherhood. How could you? We thought of you as a pal. You shamed us, and all kinds of shit. Like, all right, come on. <laughs> it's just fucking WoW. Nobody re- dying on the front lines. Do you remember the best part of that quote? I don't remember who said it, but they ended that quote with, by the way, pal, your BFG be- skills suck <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember eyes being no worthy for anything, to be honest. Uh, do other, you re- other than stealing gold and uh, that's it. I don't remember him being any. Do you remember? Meaningful. No, he had a picture and he was like a stupid looking dude. <laughs> Cross-eyed. Well, yeah, yeah. He was like real goofy looking. Like he wasn't bad looking. Like I'm not I'm not saying he was ugly. Like, I think he, I, I remember him being like a decently looking guy, but he just had a perpetual dumb look on his face. 
Could have been just a bad picture. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've never interacted with the guy. Or he was just confused as to why DUI left their gold out in the open like that. I'm not sure. <laughs> they made it sound like they they made it sound like he borrowed money in real life and left them in debt and shit. It's like, come on, it's just yeah. wild gold. You ain't fucking gotta take out a loan or refinance your home or something. They started a fucking pyramid scheme and left them in the dust. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. That shit was whack. Yeah, that that whole situation was dumb. They dodged us. They were going to lose. There was no way in hell they were going to beat us. There was just they were so out of touch at that point. They may have won in duels, but they weren't going to touch us in TDM or CTF by any chance, dude. They, Not even. No, they weren't even. We played two duels. Oh, did they? Yeah, we did. I played, won, right? Yeah, because yeah, I played tells and yeah, I played tells at D five M seven and I rocked his ass. And I think arrogance actually played somebody in map one. I think it was Dread, and I think he actually beat Dread in map one. And he was supposed to be like him and Niv were supposed to be like their map their, one gods. Yeah, yeah, their top dealers, and they got swarmed. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we swarmed yeah, them. That, and that, that's when they were, no, no, we're done with this. They dodged yeah. for the and like there was a big thread like. Where we challenge them and everything, right? Yeah, this is that's still up there until it gets deleted. So you might as well take a screenshot while you're at it. I mean, we used to have screen. I used to have screenshots of it. It's on my old computer, but you know, that's a- yeah, archive.org that shit before they delete it. But yeah, it's up there. Yeah, I'm not they, that they interested. Play, we didn't play shit, so we just took victory because they were just going to dodge. They knew where they were going to lose. They couldn't play CTF to save their soul. You know, though, like, that's really funny. I feel like that was kind of the catalyst for, like, the end of the clan era. When they started dodging, probably. But I would probably say that was a catalyst, and then probably DX beating up on every all the lesser clans that didn't want to play anymore. Right, but, like, if you think about it, like, DUI dodging is what led to DX. I guess so, yeah. Because, I, I mean, like, they talked mad shit. Remember how they, like, used to go into servers and beat up on a bunch of noobs? And that included us when we were, you know, first getting introduced oh, to the game awesome. and and they would talk like mad shit and then in irc it would just be you know unbelievable shit and some of them trigger in particular would go around just like dropping the n-word and i'm not talking about with the the a i'm talking about the hard er <laughs> so like to me like that guy's dog shit like he wasn't a good player and he was a fucking horrible person but yeah they 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 talked so much shit and yet you know, they never played and they never backed it up. And you had DX that kind of came together. Like, long story short, you had, what, RFA collapse and TC collapse basically at the same time? Well, I don't say collapse, but I think their stronger members win. It was also uh, LDF, too. Uh, you know, uh, It was LDF, uh, right. Chaotix and Josh Smith were from LDF. Well, Chaotix also was in TC, too, right? Uh, was he? I don't know. Ask him. <laughs> well, <laughs> Maybe I like that. Well, he, he probably- was- no, he was definitely an LDF too. I think uh, what was he the variant? Oh, that was, that was no, rogue. no, no. He wasn't the no. That was rogue. That was the variant. I think he just oh, went under Chaotix or no. Hero. He went under Hero. Oh, TC Hero. Yeah, yeah, he went under Hero. That's right. Yeah, yeah all those guys were you know uh, chain left from UD at that time. I think. But he was also in RB too. But there was like I the whole thing RB with UD. UD never allowed multi clanning because what happened was it was Devastation's fault. He was in HC and UD at the same time, and then HC and UD had like this clan war, and he kind of was caught in the middle of it. And they even said on their fucking wiki, I remember reading it years ago, that like he was banned, from, he was kicked from UD, and they led to no multi clanning. So, yeah, it's the, everybody's. But yo, I've never been in UD, dude. Uh, you're missing out. It's no. interesting. 
experience. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm friends with most, like all of them. Like, I like Fran a lot. I like Ralph. Uh, Blair's a good dude. Bones is okay. I like, I, I've gotten to really like Zen, but yeah, I just, I never had any interest in joining their clan. Honestly, after Sin fell apart, we had our little run with, with AC, but like, I, I never really cared too much for clans after that. But yeah, I think our highlight in AC was beating a uh, window breakers uh, clan. <laughs> repeatedly, we smacked them around repeatedly. Yeah, dude, <laughs> he he he's something, man. I'm I'm gonna do uh, an interview with Nautilus at some point. You know, Nautilus lived with him in person for a little bit. Really? Oh, uh, dude, the stories that I've heard, just even like I don't I don't know how long they lived together, but like, holy shit, that guy was a case. Or you could tell by the way he talked in the server. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, like, Vadim always, Shackle, Vadim, he, he used to, like, tell me this story because he, he, oh, what was it? Was it, was it about the, he couldn't pronounce Hennessy? I don't yeah. remember. It, like, he couldn't pronounce, was it, oh, God, I'll have to ask him. It was, it was an alcohol. He couldn't pronounce it. Heineken, Hennessy, if you're going with H's, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't remember. It, I'll have to ask him. But. Basically, he couldn't pronounce it, and like he was on Discord, or well, not Discord because we didn't have Discord back then. He had TeamSpeak, and he was on with some other chick, and he was like trying to game this chick down, and he couldn't pronounce it. And she started laughing at him, and like both Vadim and him were like laughing at him, and he started crying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. But like, that's, that's window break for you. Yeah, but like, not told me that like this guy is fucking crazy. Like, he would like get into fights all the time, and like. What, did you lose them too, like a clan war or clan screams? Oh, I mean, we never lost them, but I'm talking about oh, in real life. He lose. Oh, yeah. Like he lost the server. No, no, not said he was fucking crazy. Like, I mean, you get into that many fights, like eventually, like you're going to learn how to fight, right? Yeah, I guess so. Experience. Yeah, a guy was unstable. I mean, I'm not saying I want to fuck with him like in real life or anything, but that doesn't mean I can't look at him and be like, fuck, dude, you need some help, man. Like, you need something, bro. But, like, I think going back to the thing about DX, I, I think the point was, was, like, I know RFA was falling apart. Like, that much I know. I don't know about yeah. the other clans. It's over to Juggalo. It was, like, the beginning of the end. Yeah, that, that, that's another guy that nobody cares for. We'll just leave it yeah, at I that. I told you about it. I know. And I'm the you every five years. I told you it was a piece of shit. I know, man. Yeah. As soon as you left that server, he immediately started shit talking. That was hilarious. So it was funny. Give people a little bit of context on that, because like obviously we're talking about it, but because when you joined Sin, you didn't realize like the baggage of like people not liking us or people didn't like you because they felt you were better than them just because you joined the clan. You know how it always goes. Yeah, you were cool with them when they didn't like us, and we told you like, hey, you know they don't they have beef with us for whatever reason. They're probably not going to be like super friendly with you, and you. Didn't want to listen, and you were like, "No, nah, that's cool." I was like, "All right, you know, maybe you're right." Sure. I remember using the. I was aliasing in the server. It was a dual server. I remember I joined. It wasn't me. I didn't say a single thing. And you were there, and you were talking with Juggalo and somebody else from a uh, RFA. And I remember you were like, "Yeah, I'm right, gonna take it easy. I'll see you later." As soon as you disconnected, he started saying shit about you. Like, man, that guy's really pissed me off. He's being a bitch lately, and this and that. And I gave you the screenshots, and you were like, "Oh." I opened an experience and I was like, I told you so. Yeah. I was, I was young. I was naive. Well, that's how I had to tell you how the things were about this, you know, nonsense. I mean, it, 
I right. remember why they didn't even like us, but when you have a clan where you got somebody like what? Who was his name? The one that uh fucking DDoS Z Damon. Who Pot or Codem? Are no, you talking about Pox? No, the damn it. He had an IRC and he started botnetting or doing something. Oh, you talking about T Death? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, For like no reason. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, they like honestly to sum up like Juggalo and them, like they were like counterculture people, like literally just because like they wanted to be contrarian because like we never did anything to them. I didn't have any problems with them. Did you? I don't remember doing anything directly to them. I mean, the only thing I can think of is they lost the pub server match and they didn't like whatever we said afterwards. Who knows? That's what everybody fucking did. Everybody a list and pub and like stomped everybody and talked shit and then moved on. Oh uh, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember when we were we would go under the name Border Patrol, like Agent One, <laughs> Agent Two, and then one time a bunch of people came in and they just came in with the name Illegal Aliens. And yeah, like yeah. we had like these epic fucking matches on a pub server, like it was like six v six, five v five, five or six six, and they're just like everybody's just watching too, like these two obvious these two clans a listing going at it. It was actually pretty funny. I don't remember who it was. I don't know if it was RFA or R or something like that. Yeah, I mean it was probably a, kid. So who the fuck knows? It was probably like a blend of like the DX and RFA and, and all those guys. Just like we were a blend of like us. Um, we had other people that were outside of sin. I can't think of who. I know There's me, some, you, Denny. Yeah, before they joined, people who were on TS because we were also on TS a lot. So who knows? I can't recall. Yeah. Well, when it comes to sin, like as we've talked about a lot, like obviously there's a lot of history there. <sighs> obviously, how it ended. I, well, I think. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say the the main thing of why it ended is because Raph let it go and he wasn't around. I forget the reason why. Maybe he didn't have any interest. So you and I kind of were just like taking over everything and making the decision what we're going to do and this and that. And he came, who would come along and be like, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he actually wasn't happy with it because obviously it was his creation, his, his and his brother's creation. So... I guess he felt like it was time just to call it quits. We did too because a lot of people stopped playing as well. Yeah. But I think after the uh, NS war, that was kind of like the, our swan song, I guess. Because all, all I remember after that was just screaming DX or whoever. Yeah, you know? but we were getting nobody, smashed. Nobody really had to, yeah, well, everybody got smashed by DX because they took the best players and they took the best players that would constantly try to evolve the game, you know, to what it was because back then what nobody knew anything about positioning and stuff like that and trying to you know i know everybody thinks of the candy kid like tricks and shit but they don't show like the other 99 times he failed those jumps and tricks yeah the point is is they had a core group of players that grinded it out and that works out with anything like it doesn't necessarily just have to be doom any fps or even you know any other kind of game fighting games or whatever if you get like the top talent and they play each other over and over and over you know, they evolve their strategy and they get better because they're constantly grinding and they elevate themselves and the meta. That's just how it is. And they were the first ones to really do that. Yeah. Because nobody knew how to play CTF back then. They would just sit like two people in base and have the others like try to figure it out. That's why they stomped everybody. For sure. Because nobody was really playing as much and grinding as much as they did. 
So when they were the first ones to do it, that's why they had such a big step and everybody kind of did this catching up over time, I guess. But by the time everybody started catching up over time, clowns were pretty much irrelevant on Z-Damon for the most part. Yeah. Everything the IDL. And, like, they but, had the best CTF players too, right? Like well, At the time, I'd probably say, you know, yeah. what? Roke, Candy Kid, Chaotix. Chain you know, Dude. Dude. Metal Black, you know, you can name them all. You know, oh, go White down. Boy. White Boy might have been the best of them all at that time. Yeah, at that time, they were the best. So it's natural. You take the best from all these other little clans. And it was literally a super clan. Yeah. Because it wasn't just like two, you know, a bunch of randoms that were together and just decided they were already top players in their fucking clan. Yeah. So what do you expect? And I mean, that was kind of like the, the last of the sin there, I guess. Yeah. Going back. So. After Wrath came back, and I guess I forget what prompted us saying, "Hey, let's split it." I think people just weren't really interested anymore. They just kind of lost their passion for all the clan bullshit, and a lot of people were because there weren't really any more clan wars. It was all like just scrims at that point. Nobody was really playing as much. A lot of the weaker, smaller, lesser clans weren't even around anymore. They and if they were, they kind of just were in a co-op and stuff or whatever kind of crazy mods were at that time. I don't know if there were too many, but people just weren't really filling the whole clan stuff anymore. So I think, uh, I think when it ended, it was probably for the best. Cause I think if we try to stick around for another three years, it probably just would have really died a terrible, slow death. Oh, it would have been dog shit for sure. It ended when it needed to. Yeah. Everybody moved on from that point. I think a lot of the, the other guys like pride and, uh, arrogance and demon XP kind of went their own ways and, played in the IDO and didn't really join any clans or just left the game for for some years. Like after that, I kind of didn't even really want to play anymore because the, the old times were kind of over, I guess. Yeah. Well, there was definitely like a big transition, but like sin ended, like it's funny. Cause I actually talked with wrath. Like at this point, it'd been almost like six months ago. And it's the first time I'd talked to him since like the clan disbanded. So that so, was oh, like 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, over 10 years. Well, over 10 years. And I mean, I definitely remember there was a lot of tension between you and him. I know that you never really cared for his style of leadership. Um, cool. I can clarify that once and for all. It was mainly the fact that he would kind of leave, but then he would also hint that he wasn't happy with the things or the way things were going, I guess. Okay. So if you're not around, why would you have any rights to complain about how things are going if it's not going the way how you envision the clan to be. So to me, it's like, well, make up your mind. Are you here? Or you're not. Cause if you're not here, we're going to take the vehicle somewhere else, you know? So yeah, but he didn't want to name yeah. a leader. Exactly. He, he just, he didn't like the way things were, but he didn't want to do anything about it. Yeah. He didn't want to pass the keys off and say, okay, I, this ain't me anymore. Here you go. Mance's ex arrogance, whoever, you know, here, this is all, you know, well, I could get context to that. Yeah. Well, because do you remember, so when I joined, that was right around the time that Greed was pretty much going away for good, right? Yeah, he was already gone. He he was done. Yeah, so like, they're the founders of the clan. Mm -hmm. And as you remember, when Greed left, Wrath promoted Mantis, Demon XP, to be the other other leader of Sin, the co-leader. And it was always at that point, it was kind of like the unspoken thing that when Wrath decides to go away... Demon will be the full leader. But if you remember, they had a nasty falling out. <laughs> I know the story behind that, too. I, I do. Think. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to go into it, but no, I, it's not even anything. It's not even anything big. They oh, just had like, an argument over something like Mario Kart, and that was like the tipping point. <laughs> well, there, there was, there was. I mean, that was that was kind of like the byproduct of stuff. There was like personal stuff going on, and again, I'm not. Oh, uh, they never told me. I don't know anything. Yeah. About oh that. well, I, I knew about it because I talked to Rath about it. But like, oh, yeah. Well, I always talk. Like I know, like you never really talk to Rath that much, but like I talk to Rath all the time. Lots are mainly more to uh, Dino Mantis. So yeah. Like I honestly, at that time, like I looked up to Wrath almost like a big brother that I never had, and and I understand like exactly where you're coming from with being frustrated with him. That's why I look at Sin disbanding and like it had to. But yeah. back on about their little falling out, the problem was is after they had that falling out, Wrath would not make him the leader, and you and I were competitively driven as fuck at that point. Like we wanted to be better. And Mantis was too. Mantis wanted more players in the clan. And we had guys like Stahl and Oath. Oath was fucking good back then. And and Stahl hadn't become the fucking turret defender that he would go on to be yet. But he was still a really good player at that point. And we had like good players. Metal Black, I think, at one point wanted to join Sin. But Wrath was just like, mm, no, no, I don't know. Like... And we had this archaic way of adding people to where it was like we had to like fucking vet them. You know, I know like I make jokes about like getting any help from Z Damon. Like administration wants to do like a full on background check, FBI style. <laughs> they want your fingerprints and everything. The same way. Like, yeah. like make sure they weren't a cheater because we had that happened before. Or what was it? Uh, I, and I get that. But like that was so obvious. But it would be other things, too. They'd have to be like. Remember him? Yeah. 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 The, the I know. <laughs> I know. He was like godlike aim with like two fifty five ping. The turn on he was aimbot. <laughs> but that should have been obvious back then. Like yeah, he was... I know it was. It didn't take long to figure out. You like, know, because I was I was actually annoyed because like you got this Australian, you're playing in clan wars with two fifty five, and you won't even give me a chance. Right. Then I validated when it turned out his ass was like cheating. So, yeah, but yeah, but... you know, they was like they wanted to prevent that ever happening again, so they had to, like tighten up their background checks. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't just like like they would be things like. You know, you remember LB Lord British who was uh, abuse. He yeah, said yeah. like when when we had the old sin forums, he would say things like, "Yeah, like it was torture to get into the clan. Like after they finally introduced me to the clan and let me in, like yeah, <laughs> dude, it took them like three months to let me in the fucking clan. And at that point, I was friends with you. I was okay with Mantis. I got along really well with LB. Pride liked me. I got along with arrogance. I got along with the whole fucking clan. Why don't you just let me in?" And it was yeah. just like, no, we have to vet your character. Do you really want to be here? How old are you? <laughs> Who is your first love? What's your shoe size? It's like, you know, those old spice commercials where it's like, back here, over here, look at me, take here, take there. All right, look back at me. At me. Look at your girl, look back at me. Yeah, you know? dude. Yeah. yeah like well, it was just, that was just the old archaic way. I guess it worked back then because more people, it's just the whole nature of the internet too. Back in the early 2000s, things were just more personal, I guess. Yeah, now, it's not it's so much. Not so much, you know. These days, back like then, every, you know, you could give your name and everybody wouldn't even care. Nowadays, you give your name, people are trying to fucking dox you on Facebook or whatever. Yeah, well, that's because like back then, the internet was a luxury. Yeah, primitive kind of. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was. It was like the only people that were really on were adults or like older teenagers with or people with money or had yeah. some kind of internet. Because remember, this was before the smart uh, smartphone became big. Yeah, so like so we not all, every like, bozo could get online or any little brat, you know. 
But yeah. Whatever. Well, we were like the fucking guinea pigs, right? Like we're the first generation to really be thrown into that. But yet we're also the same generation that still like went outside and had those values of like the early nineties and, and before that of like, yeah, like take your ass outside. And if you fall off of a fucking, like, my God, if you fall off of the back of the car, get your ass up. You're fine. <laughs> like literally right. like fucking. Oh, was yeah. it peroxide? It'd be good. Yeah, like fucking suicide diving out of a car going sixty miles an hour. Oh, I just give him a band aid, he'll be okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, these kids now, like, I stubbed my fucking toe, I need to go to the ER. <laughs> I need therapy too. Yeah, they're fucking soft, bro. But yeah, I mean but, uh, it's it's different times, different generations, but yeah. That was their different way of doing it. So like you said, all those guys, old Sal, they wanted in. I even think candy maybe, I don't know. But it would have things probably would have changed differently, you know. They were in, but as yeah, like who knows, right? But yeah, whatever. It doesn't for the way that it went. It was probably best to just to end like that. And then I know that you guys like made TKO. I guess I was in it for like after. a day. Yeah, and I I wasn't really interested. I kind of just felt like it was oh, time to do something a little different. I guess just do my yeah. own thing because. You know, you invested all that time to play with all these guys, the clan mates or whatever, and do all this clan war shit. And when it ends, just like, ah, I need a breather just to be alone and do my own thing. I don't give a shit about anything else for a while. Yeah. And would, yeah. But it so didn't it was, really last long. They tried, but. It was Sin 2.0. Sort of, because what it had anger, it had some younger people in there. It was basically what it should have been, except with, instead of new players, it should have been with established players in terms of lax uh, recruitment. But he tried. Uh, anger was it? What's the name? Tina. He tried. It was anger and Chad Envy, I think. And then, yeah. then they collapsed. TKO collapsed, and that's when an Envy made uh, Evolution. Yeah, and they so. had Shadow, I think, on there. And yeah, they had other. I mean, but at that point, like the clan scene was was fading out because the IDL was advancing. Yeah, and so. Just to, we're going to kind of close this chapter here on Sin, but I I, I do want to say this because I think anybody who remembers those times, I don't think the point we're making here is you're not trying to demonize Wrath. And I would say too, like, we shouldn't be demonized either. I think this was a case where like both people were right. And that's why the clan just needed to end. Wrath was going through a lot of stuff at the time. And I'm not, again, like, I'm not going to get into it, but like, I talked to him a lot and he was really going through some stuff, which is why he was always back and forth. But at the same time, like we had a right to be like, okay, dude, but like give the clan to somebody so we can run this ship. And he wouldn't, but he also like needed to take time away. He needed to get away. So both of us were really kind of right. I think we could have both handled it better, but at the end of the day, the clan scene was dying anyway. And I think it was the best for all of us. I think it worked out great. I mean, you went on to do a lot of great things. I went on to do a lot of great things. Mantis went on to do a lot of great things. No, you said that uh, the clan scene died. The funny thing is, though, in the, last, the latter end of the 2000s, a lot of the, the Euro scene really picked up. Yeah, I know. I remember my brother was really involved with that. Uh, but the NA scene was dead because of IDL. Yeah, the NA scene was like pretty much downhill. It was nothing like it was in 03 and 04 yeah. and 05. It was pretty much a shell of his former self, but in terms of Z Damon, the uh, European scene picked up a bit with a lot of their leagues and stuff, and then everything was going pretty good until you know X Snake destroyed the server, and 
That's another story for another fucking time. What what happened with that? I dude, I always hear people talk about that. What happened? So I had um your buddy FSN. Yeah, he peed me one time on Zandro and MRC because we were talking about it on some one of the A3 channels or some shit, and he wanted to clear up the air. So basically, how oh, was it? I think it was Stealth. Was it Stealth that was kind of running all the European stuff? I don't know. Somebody fucking tell me or say in the comments. But what had happened was it was X Snake server, but whoever was doing like the European league, I guess it was stealth. Forgive me if I'm wrong. I can't remember. We'll just say unknown European guy that was running everything. He, uh, he was using the server more for their, for than just like their games and, you know, game servers. He, he was using it for a lot of personal stuff and he didn't tell him and he didn't take kindly of him. You know, he gave him, you know, access to these servers, you know, these were X snake servers that he paid for or whatever provided. And he was using them for other means and just like hosting ZDemon servers. I know that he made a post on it. I guess you can search, you know, the ZDemon forums. He was doing working on like a Linux client for ZDemon and some other shit. He was doing a lot of stuff. And I guess remember from the conversation, Xnate didn't take too kindly of him, like being all sneaky on his stuff. So he just wiped everything because he felt like it was his right, I guess. I mean, you, you probably talked to FSN if you really wanted to know the whole story. Because remember, he's French, so he's trying to explain it to me in broken English. Because English yeah. is not his first language. So he's trying to, you know, explain the case as best as he can. So there might be, you know, details lost. But X-Snake deleted it. And that's not, you know, that's not up for debate. He removed it. And he removed all the European League uh the history and all the demos and everything. Wow. It pretty much just nullified everything that they did in the la- the latter half of the 2000s. So it's pretty much like, you're, you know, it's all gone, you know? So everybody's like, it, just, it literally killed everything because everything, everybody spent all those hours, all those times, all the everything, it was just gone just like that. Yeah. And once that happens, nobody gives a shit after that. It was never the same. Because yeah. they were actually doing good. They were mirroring what, we, what the NA used to be in the mid-2000s in terms of like, clan activity and um you know the leagues and all that shit so when all that went bye-bye it sold it the activity and it never was the same so that's pretty much when the last bastion i guess of zdm and clan activity went gone that was like the turning point because i mean just think of it now just think of like if the wl just lost everything i mean i know granted it's 2020 we all got backups but back then that was the backup so yeah. You know, WDL, ZCO, whatever the hell you got going on. Every, all the history and everything gone just like that. Nobody's going to want to care about it. You know, it's like, whatever. You know, that's when you realize, oh, shit, I wasted all my time because I don't have anything to show for it. So <laughs> that was when uh, that's when the Euro scene kind of died. I don't think that's true. What? Well, I, I, well no, no, no. I, I, about I don't have anything to show for it. Like I guess so. But I think it kills a lot of momentum. Sure. When you got everything recorded and everything oh, there. I don't, I don't mean that way. I mean, like, personally. like. Oh, I guess it's personal, but everybody's kind of different. But for the most part, when your league is gone, it's like, okay, whatever. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. That killed me for sure. Yeah. That killed I, momentum, and nobody cared after that point. Like, whatever. Yeah. Because I knew about some of the stuff, but I, again, like. I wasn't I'm, around there. I didn't, I yeah. didn't take part of European stuff. I was actually gone at that time and 09 and, you know, for a bit, a little bit of 010. I mean, Oh, 10, 2010. I mean, like you could say oh, 10 and that's not wrong. Sounds retarded. It's but like twenty. Yeah. Oh, you're canceled. You can't say that, dude. Who cares? But 
dude ah dude no man like we're, we're banning you from twitter you're done <laughs> i don't even have a twitter well i do i have capital calls but i don't remember the password so who knows i don't dude i don't even know how to use it <laughs> anyway I, going, <laughs> going back to the the uh what were you asking about the pulsing and all that stuff yeah so like <laughs> when sin ended both you and i still because t- we were still working on the at that time it was going to be sin's death match wad that we were going to put together and put out because i was the only one that you could get to like actually put together a cohesive sector i mean it took a while but well arrogance was able to but oh he's his maps were shit though weren't they uh they weren't too great they looked great they just didn't play too yeah great. i was gonna and... say like they were detailed really well but they just were big squares and circles the clan had no interest in it they they liked the idea but you know they weren't going to do anything right and we it was just a learning process of just mapping, scrapping, mapping, scrapping. And when Sin died, I just was like, all right, I brought the project because I spent all that dang time trying to learn how to map or whatever. So I was just going to throw it all away. And during AC, when we did it, because what had happened was, what, did TKO die? And I just kind of scrapped my brother and my cousin and you and a few others. And, um, yeah, that was one of the things I was working on while we were playing, like, Window Breaker and whoever the hell wanted to play as UD. <laughs> I heard that one time we played UD. It was like Zen, Nod, and some other guy. And uh, it was like ZD07. Uh, we whooped their ass, and it was because Zen was so mad about something. And I was like, <laughs> I was like hey, hey, guys, sorry about this. Uh, we'll play another time. Just, <laughs> whatever, you know. But Zen was going ballistic. And we were running like my brother and my fucking cousin, you know, who were new, and, or my cousin was at least. And. <laughs> It was just funny. I think it was a Blair. Yeah, it was Blair, Zen, and Nautilus. And uh, they lost that. It was like the first map. We didn't even get to play a full like scrim or anything. Like Zen blew up, so that put it into it. That yeah. was probably one of the funniest moments other than beating a window, uh, Widowmaker. Windowbreaker? Yeah, Windowbreaker. <laughs> Do you remember one of our other members of AC? Astro? There was a lot. I remember X-Ray came on our... our uh, he joined the clan and then... Oh, because we had like this beef with oh with my god yeah yeah go on about that okay yeah yeah so, yeah we had x-ray for like a day or something and then when vampy found out because when he was like a kid like 14 or something and when vampy found out he told him hey it's either me or them so he left our clan to be on the good graces of vampy was like well, you're gonna do that for real and it's like whatever like whatever you know vampy was just a little bitch so what do you expect we had I think we had Godlike. Was it God? Do we have Godlike? No, no, no. It wasn't Godlike. It was Icy Killer. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, it was Icy Killer. But we had a lot, of, a lot of random people. Like, there was that Aphelion guy. I don't remember who the hell he was. It was, like, super new and not really good. But he he had the... Didn't we have drop. Mystifer? Probably. God. I don't remember. I just unfortunately, remember. Unfortunately, we followed the Sin uh, formula of changing your name. So I can't remember everybody. Yeah, Super was mine. Peanuts anger in there for a while, but but yeah, the Vampy saga was kind of stupid because he didn't like us because you know we shit talked him and he was a shit player. All he did was play on Judas for like you know he played on DUI servers with like ten ping on Judas and wouldn't play anywhere else and thought he was the shit. And I remember one time you were dueling him and everybody else joined because we wanted to watch you know your clanmate duel this you know Vampy or some shit. He banned us all. He's like, nah, we're not doing this, and he banned everybody except you fucking piece of shit well i remember specifically where we really had because i used to be friends with vampy 
Yeah, he um, used to be really cool, then he became like a really like fucking bitch boy for yeah. some reason. Well, because I was like really close with Niv, and yeah, and you know, obviously that those two were brother in laws at one point. They and, were running because Thunder had passed away. Yeah, and, and that was his and that was Niv's fiance. And I was and I was very you know rest Niv's soul by the way, but you know I remember. What really set it off between us is you were aliasing under the name Rest in Peace. Actually, no, Rip, because that's what it, Rest in Peace was underscore Rip underscore. Yeah. Uh, and, and you actually beat him in Judas. Yeah, and I remember he went crying to Chain Dude or something. No, or, me. He went crying to me because it was oh, on the he? DUI server. And he said, hey, oh, man, right. he said, hey, man, you're a, your friend cheats. <laughs> and and I'm just like, no, no, he doesn't. Like, what the fuck? Like, what's wrong with you? And yeah, like he, he accused you of cheating. And I was just like, and he like gave me that same like bullshit scenario of, you know, it's me or him. And I was like, fuck you. It's him. Like, you know what I mean? Like at that point, like you were probably my closest friend and like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, and the funny thing is, is that Judas was historically never my greatest map. It wasn't until I didn't actually get good in Judas until I stopped giving a shit about duels and like, by then it was like 2013 or 14 when I got good at Judas when I didn't care about duels. But back in the day, that was like a map I wasn't good at. So the fact that he thought I cheated was just showed how bad he fucking was. There were way better, more talented players than me, and there still are on Judas. You know, oh, yeah. it was never my strong map, so I didn't understand why he thought I was cheating. And I remember he told Chain Dude because I think he talked to Chain about it because I remember Chain told me he was like, yeah. This something's not right about this guy. He uh he always knew where I was. I'm like, come on, it's a fucking square. You know uh, where the spawns are. How the fuck you not know yeah, where? Yeah, like, you all and Judas, you always know where the other guy. It's it's never a question of where that guy is. And if you can't see him ninety percent of the time, he's by the, the plasma. You know. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. gonna about to drop down to the BFG. So it's not like it's Maple One or some yeah. giant fucking uh, dual map where you lose track of somebody. Right. It's a damn square. Yeah, yeah, you know where everybody spawns. Like, where, how would you not know where they are unless you're terrible? And obviously, he was terrible. Yeah, he was so bad. that's why he, that's why, that was catalyst. But another thing that happened was he kicked me from uh, their DUI CTF server because he thought I was uh, speed hacking. Yeah. It was just SR50, and I was never historically good at like running with SR50 because I always slam into the fucking walls every time. Oh yeah, you but had two left feet. Yeah, like I would always slam at that time. I was I didn't get better until way you know years later. But at that time, I was just learning how to like apply it, and it was like map away in a pub, and he thought I speed hacked or some shit. And I remember I had the screenshot. He was like, "You, uh, you're not getting unbanned." So you explain what the fuck that movement was. And I'm just like, "Fucking boomer." <laughs> yeah. Well, he was our age. Like. Well, he sure didn't act like it. Oh no, but he had that DUI mentality. They thought anybody that was better than them cheated. Like, imagine being that, like, insecure. That well, I was gonna say fragile, but insecure is good too. You know, like that. That was that was terrible. But yeah, so that that was funny. So that was like the AC time, and that wad. By the way, to go back to what I was talking about, that that turned that eventually went on to be the Eon Deathmatch wad. <sighs> yeah, because that's when we got better and we just cut maps and stuff. I remember going through that process of cutting. Making maps, cut maps, making maps, cut maps. So we had like 16, got down to like 10, got down to 5, 3. It was just a freaking process. Yeah, man. I am thinking of the first map I ever gave to you where I actually did something, and I completed it by 
giving you upside down stairs. So, I remember that. Yeah, that was pretty bad. You couldn't follow directions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I told you, I was like, just do it like this. You did like, I don't know what the fuck you did because I couldn't even replicate it. So whatever accident you did was like beautiful. Yeah. Well, like when I look back at that time, thinking about just the, just the mapping in general, I know that we were using Watt Author, if I remember correctly, but I had all these different people like trying to get me to use Deep Sea. Uh, I don't think Doom Builder was around just yet, or if it was, like not a lot of people were using it. But like, dude, that shit was so easy, like in hindsight, compared to like what people can do now. Like we were working with a Doom 2 format that like, the the actions took care of themselves. The actions were self-descriptive and would take care of themselves. So, like, if you had a sector that wanted to rise or fall in Doom 2 format, it would either be, like, S1, so, like, switch or repeatable. I don't remember. I haven't mapped in Doom 2 format in a long time. But, like, when you compare that old format of Doom 2 to what people are doing now, like Doom and Hexen even, and then UDMF, and some of the stuff that happens now, like, it's fucking crazy to think about how far we've come with everything in mapping and, and, and everything that we've done. Basically, Eon went on to be that, uh, so it went on to be Eon, that deathmatch that we were working on. Like I was saying, with the simplicity of like Doom 2 format, like going and looking at Eon, and then you look at Prog Duel, like night and fucking day. Well, you also got to understand, it was also using Watt Author too. Yeah, I'd said that too. Yeah. The, the, it's sector based, so you, you create with, you make a sector with whatever many sides, and you kind of just morph it into whatever. When you use Doom Builder, that's more of, you start with a line as if you were drawing on paper, you know, you draw yeah. your line, draw your next line. So, naturally with different styles of creation you kind of have a different end result so that's part of it i guess but it's also just part of learning i suppose and also the part that it's just not stock doom 2 i mean there's nothing wrong with vanilla if you you know if you enjoy mapping that sure but for me i always felt like the whole point was just to progress and challenge yourself so i learned some of the boom stuff progressive i learned some of the you know hex and stuff then eventually, I found you know UDMF stuff. So I know the thing is with a lot of the single player, multiplayer, they just don't really care about you know, all that new stuff to them. It's whatever they remember Doom being when they were like four or five or whatever the fuck it was. But I don't have those such memories, so I don't have any problem trying to learn ACS, learn Decorate, or whatever the hell. Right. Uh, you know, learning stuff that's just not EXE or Chocolate Doom like, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> There's a lot of no. I mean, you laugh, but. Yeah, I know. Of, a lot of single players, they don't want to touch anything that's not boom. Yeah. And then a lot of the people that are Z-Doom who like don't touch anything so there's like boom uh, that's not advanced, like they don't want to touch that dinosaur shit. So that's just like another something we can bring up later, but but yeah, the wad was um it was just a progression. It was just a growth. It grew it grew along with us. Yeah. And sure. after AC, I think what what I can't remember why we quit. I think we just kind of lost interest. I know that I stopped caring. Oh, I can tell you exactly why. What happened? I I had my first son. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, I I disappeared for a year. Yeah, I disappeared for a year. 
and that was it. You know what I mean? Like that was it. <laughs> like I had started uh, working on my first degree. Yeah. Like doing at that time, didn't really care. And so I, I left. We we disbanded. I remember you did your own thing. I did my own thing. I didn't really touch it. If I did touch it, it was just something stupid, like playing Brit Ten, Brit Eleven, or Exec, or something like that. But I was way out of touch with what was going on in the port and IDL and all that stuff. Like I knew it existed, but I didn't have any interest because it seemed like a bunch of elitist pricks, and it had a lot of people that. I had bad runs run-ins with, so I didn't want anything to do with them. Yeah. And I eventually, I just was like floating away in a different wavelength away from everything. I think that happens a lot. And then I was going fine because then I started working a lot and while going to school. And then you dragged me back to this bullshit for some fucking reason. And I said, yeah. Okay. Hold on a sec. No, no, no. I'm going to give you context on that too because that's not fair. So I was gone from basically 2008. I was just gone. 2008, I was gone. I came back towards the tailor end of 2009. Um, LB actually dragged me back. And they got Mike and LB dragged me back to get me to play in the IDL. So I practiced and practiced a bunch. I was still out of shape when I first went into the IDL. And I was drafted by Goatface, which was a fucking nightmare. And I ended up getting traded to EBL because at that time... My wife was pregnant with our second son, and I really honestly did believe, like, I'm just going to play the season out, and I'm just going to be done with Doom. Of course, we all know it doesn't work that way. Once Doom's in your blood, it, like, really never leaves. And I got traded to EBL because I told him I wanted to be on a competitive team for my last, like, you know, last hurrah, whatnot. And it was me, it was White Boy, and it was Zanero. Zanero. Yeah. And we ran through everybody. And I don't remember how, but you came back into contact with me uh, during that time. And I was telling you about it. And you watched the Master Bowl where we got fucking demolished by BSK. And I think it was it was me. Obviously, it was me, White Boy Zen. But it was Stal, uh, Genova, and it was Saber. And at that point, like, I was number one. I was drafted number two overall, which I shouldn't have been because I was still ridiculously out of shape and not good at ctf yet but by that point by the end of that season i was like pretty good but at that point nobody knew how fucking good of a defender style was that was like styles like i know everybody looks at that team and says genova genova no fuck that style was the biggest problem for us it was not genova we could not fucking get by style and that's why we got but anyway that's neither here nor there the point is is we got fucking rocked and you said something to the effect of, well, that looked like it would be fun to play in. And you started playing around in a bunch of prive games. And then you just, I don't know, you came around and, and I Ralph convinced me to be a captain at EBL. Which actually kind of segues us into our next point. Is your time in the IDL. And your time, your first team, was with me on EBL, winter 2011. Go ahead and tell me what you think of when I talk about that team. I think we would have done better if we didn't have Higgs and if you didn't waste the pick on Metalhead. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty much sums it up. Because we had the um, the ethic of always practicing every freaking day at like midnight and 1 o'clock in the morning. We had the dedication to get better and improve ourselves. We just didn't have a runner that was a Doom player, first of all, because he was a you know, Higgs was a Quake player. Yeah. But his 
skill set from Quake didn't apply to Doom. Like, he still struggled with the... I guess because when you think about it, Quake is obviously a different fucking game than Doom. It's more complex. It's more, you know, challenging because you got to worry about the timings of every damn thing. There's no such thing as weapon stay. You got to keep on top of the items and armor. And if you fall behind, you know, you'll get fucked. And if you manage to get get the lead, you got to maintain the lead. You know, it's all that extra shit that you don't have to worry about in Doom because obviously in Doom, weapons stay. There's no item respawn. You know, um, it's just a lot more less. It's a lot less to think about. So for some reason, I guess he was just overthinking Doom when he played in CTF because it's not hard. You just run and get the flag, you know, sneak by people, take your time, get a shot. But he just couldn't do it. Yeah. And it was just a struggle. I mean, we could have gotten anybody else who was used to Doom. We probably things may have played out differently, but it is what it is. But you wasted a pick on Metalhead who wasn't even in our team after like the second or third week. I don't nah. know why you picked her. Hold on. There was a lot Go. of other players. I'm going to respond to that. Keep on going. But, you know, it was fun. I mean, I had no problem with Higgs. He was a nice guy. I mean, when he wasn't high. When he, was <laughs> high he was fucking yelling at his cat and shit. Yeah, dude. Fuck off, cat. But he just, he never really appeared after that season. No. I mean, I, I guess he just didn't really care for Doom. I mean. He got drafted. Know, by another team, but he didn't play. They didn't start yeah. him at all. I mean, he was a nice guy. I mean, there's nothing wrong with him personally. He was cool to hang with. He talked with us and stuff like that, but he just wasn't up to snuff. He was a player that should have been like the fourth, not the third, but yeah. we didn't have a choice. And that's just how it plays out. And it is what it is. There's no, you know, you play with whatever you have and you make it or you don't. That's all there is at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, the only thing I was going to say about Metalhead was. So at that time, she was a good fragger, so I thought she would be our defender. And I thought you and I, either it would be me or you, I wasn't sure we're going to run. And then, like, she just sucked, like, straight up. We would practice with her, and she just, she'd be like, well, I'm not a defender. Okay, well, then mid. Well, I'm not a mid. Oh, okay, well, then run. Well, I'm not a runner. Okay, I can't do any of this. I'm leaving. And she, like, bailed on us before we even played a game, and it was, like, a couple of days before our first game. And that's when Higgs came on. And again, like you, you already said it. I mean, to be honest with you, his first commitment was never doom. We could barely ever get him to practice as it was. You and I practiced a ton and Rudy would step in as our fourth, but. Oh, you mean Roscoe? Yeah, Roscoe. And, and he never, Higgs never showed up like half the time for practice. He showed up for games, but I mean, at that time, like. He he was like, I have to turn. Yeah. But at that time, like Quake Live was fucking booming, and that was his first like commitment above all else, and he was a top player in that. So I get it. So I'm not did mad Quake, at him. Did, did, did Quake Live drop in 2011? I don't yeah. Really remember. Yeah, it was it was around then. It dropped in 2010, actually. Uh, let me excuse me. Let me check the uh, internet. Yeah, it was 2010. So yeah, he was already doing it. Yeah, by 2011. Makes I sense. came back to Doom because like what really got me back into like FPS gaming and stuff like that. While I was practicing Doom in 2010. When I was coming back and really getting into shape again before the idea, I was playing Quake Live too. I wasn't any, oh, I was, yeah, I wasn't any good at it, but yeah. So with the IDL stuff, I mean, obviously we came really close. I, I think if we would have beaten the Chargers, I, I think we would have won the Master Bowl even with Higgs because like you and I were, you and I had such good fucking chemistry, like because we practiced so much together and we both improved a lot that season. But I kind of felt like after. That season, I didn't draft you, and that was a huge mistake because I thought I could get you a Mantis. 
And for whatever reason, I draft, drafted Mantis first. And then that ended up being a nightmare. And then you went <laughs> on, you know, and we kind of after that, like we grew apart. Like I don't, we didn't talk them as much anymore. You were kind of going on to your other things. So like you were on the IDL. I remember we talked a little bit when you were the captain of the Ricochet Rockets because we were like, we, we were convinced we were going to play each other in the finals. But then, you know, Hero like DDoSed himself to a, to get blown <laughs> out by me in the finals, I guess. But oh, don't even remind me of that shit. That makes me so mad. Well, first of all, what made me upset, well, not really upset, but in hindsight, it's like, why did you draft Metal? I never really even liked Metal to begin with because of the fact of how Raider was always just handing out admins and shit to females. You know, you can probably talk to Bones more about, you know, the Raider shit. But <laughs> you always came off to me as just like an unpleasant person to play with, I guess. Metal? She wasn't really... Just her personality, I just didn't mesh with it. I sucked it up because, you know, for IDL or whatever, you're stuck with whoever, so... Just make it work, you know, try to make it work, do whatever, you know, like you would a job, I guess. I so, tried it, it didn't work out. Yeah. But I was just like, why metal, you know? I well, understand you say you wanted a defender, but. I can, I can give you some context into that. It was, keep in mind, in 2008, I'd met her at a LAN. Yeah, and I remember She was really Lucky cool. We got along really well. Uh, when I took third place in the ZDDL in 2010, I gave her my prize money because I was just like, I don't really need this. Um, and she said she did. So I gave her like, so I thought like, and we were like, cool. Like we got along really well. So I thought, okay, I know, I know you weren't crazy about her, but like, I was like, we'll just make it work. And, yeah, uh, crazy. like to me, she always felt like, but yeah, then she just, she just fucking bailed. And it was just like, yeah, uh, I, she was always excuse maker to me in terms of the playing the actual game. And yeah. No, <laughs> I didn't really think she was anything great to be honest. But she could aim. I just felt like she just had some kind of status just because she was given ops or admin, whatever, by Raider. Yeah. That's another story. But uh, when you said you drafted Mantis, I actually was annoyed that you fucking drafted Mantis because there's no, there's no dimension where Mantis is a better player than me. You're right. Even though you know he's my buddy, he was my buddy at that time and stuff. Like he wasn't, he wasn't passionate and he wasn't driven to actually be competitive. Like. It was this pretend competitive, but he was never really a good team player. We always had kind of issues of him trying to, you know, hey, you know, join us and help this and that. But he always wanted to do his own thing. So I never really thought that he, after I got better in Sin, I never really thought that Mantis was ever better than me in any way, shape or form. So when you drafted him, I was like, why would you draft him over me? Because I was still available. And then lo and behold, you know, I I guess I kind of had a breakout season with us in 2011 you know with higgs and all so ralph snatched me up um because he you know you don't get into the playoffs with like two two versus three because remember (laughs) there was that one time where higgs crashed out of the server against no stars team and it was like map 31 and we held him off for like over a minute yeah like a minute and a half they it was three versus two and they could not score on us and he bitched the rest of the game by the way uh yeah I, i think i kind of blacked that out of my mind but Going back to the Mantis thing, like I was kind of surprised. You, you know, I was expecting, hey, you know, we'll try again, and we'll just get somebody who is actually a Doomer, and we probably will go a little bit further. I'm not saying we'll go, we'll win the Master Bowl, we'll maybe get close to getting there. But when you drafted him, I guess you had kind of a bad gamble. It, it is what it is. Nobody, not everybody, gets what they want in the draft. But I was also, say- yeah. 
when you drifted apart, I mean, I guess it's because most of the time I was spending with like Ralph and other your, your players. Team, yeah. Like I was never, I never interacted with UD because remember they got banned. Yeah. <laughs> They got fucking banned, you know, because of the the whatever dot mp3 was like the uh, catalyst for them getting exiled and people quitting and stuff for whatever reason. And, you know, they weren't ever around other than Bones, you know, and a few others. But, you know, I'm interacting with all these other people. and I guess that's probably why. Because remember, I didn't like a lot of the ideal players because of the way, excuse me, they acted, you know, during the clan scrims and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So... By the time I came back to the scene in like 2011, everybody had kind of changed, so it was a bit, you know, kind of an eye-opening experience, I guess. Right. Everybody kind of matured, so it wasn't so bad. A lot of the people I didn't like before, I grew to tolerate. Like I hated White Boy and all them, you know, a lot of the DX people, and they weren't actually weren't so bad. I'm not saying they're like my best friend or anything, but if we have to like be on a team together, so be it. I'm not gonna like it's not torture. Yeah. But you were had Mantis and your other people was it Mobius and somebody else and you just didn't have too much success because Mantis just he was never a team player. Like, no, not at all. Even in Sin, it was just all about you him. Be the lone wolf. And if you aren't a team player in any team game, you're not going to be successful. And as for joining Ralph and them, uh, Ralph has never did anything to make you know anything against me. You know, I know a lot of people hate Ralph for whatever reason. You know, they say he does this or that. But, you know, he's never done anything to me that malicious or anything. He's been pretty honest to me and upfront with me. So I don't have anything bad to say about Ralph. But Zen was another fucking story. <laughs> but there was that one fucking time where Ralph was gone for like two se- two weeks or maybe a week. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to let Zen, you know, charge. That was fucking terrible. This was the reason why I captained that next season. Because Zen was awful to be as a captain. I don't know what it was, but we argued after we lost the practice badly. Like, we went back and forth. And I don't remember who our third was. I don't know if it was Oath or Tony or something. But it's like, (laughs) we lost the practice. We went back and forth just at each other's throats. It was just terrible. Like, those, those, I think it was a week. I think it was two weeks. Ralph went on on business or some shit, and Zen was a captain, you know. And oh, that was awful. Like that was that that time with him being the captain is the reason why I captained that next season. After that, I couldn't stand him. Like he was fucking going off the edge, like just blowing up. I'm like, why the fuck are you going off the edge and blaming me for bullshit? You know, you're not even a good captain. So we had that clash, and it kind of affected me. Like after that point, but. For that suck season, I think the biggest problem we had when Ralph came back, everything was fine. You know, we practiced, we did what we did. You know, I got along for most of the UD and Bones and all of them and Blair. I joined them, you know, after that season or during, I can't remember. But our biggest problem with that season was the fact that for some reason we didn't use voice chat and Ralph lost a tie on Apple One. And that's a prophecy. Every time that Ralph is plays a tie on Apple One, he has a 99% chance to lose. Yeah. I don't know why <laughs> we did it. Like, and he admitted it to me. He's like, he admitted, to, he's like, you know, I take the fall for it. I was the captain and I said, we didn't need voice chat and we didn't use voice chat and we got, you know, annihilated in two, two games. And I think even the worst part was that we had to run a, a strategy that we didn't even practice for. <laughs> so, that season 
it was good. I think we only lost one map, I think, one round. And that was only because I didn't play because I had to work that evening. But I, that was the season why I said, okay, next time I'm just going to do it myself because I know a lot of people don't like to cap. They don't like to make the decisions or they don't want to put in the work that it takes to be a captain of, you know, being the leader or whatever. But after that season, I, like, I felt like, you know, I can do better than this. I can not have a team that hates each other or two members that can't get along or, you know, we're not going to make a fatal mistake of not using voice chat in the playoff game. Who the fuck's going to do that nowadays, right? Right. Nobody, everybody uses voice chat. So going back to what you're talking about, growing apart, it was just interacting with different people. Yeah. You know, I didn't interact with Ralph as a sin member back in the day when I was KFC as a newbie, you know, joined this random clan. You know, there's a lot of newbie clans back in the day when I joined. So you kind of just went your own way with, you know, interacting with people. Cause I know you play like with white boy and all them on skull tag and stuff like that. And I just interacted with people. I didn't interact. So that's all that kind of really was. So it just how things played out, honestly. Yeah. So like looking back at that time, like I, I get it. And like I said, like Mantis was a huge mistake. I shouldn't have drafted him. I, the sad thing is, is it kind of worked out for me because, because of that. I, I will say, like, I had Mobius on my team. I had Ed on my team. I ended up trading Mantis. But it worked out for me because I got the second pick because of that season wasn't very good. I think I was, like, 2-6-1 two, two, and one or something like that. Um, but then I was able to get Stal and Bloodstrike and Killforce the next season, and we fucking wiped the floor with everybody. But, like, yeah, I, I, I get it. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. But I, I kind of want to get, like, your take on the rest of IDL for you going post Damon and and onward. Because remember, we transitioned to Odomex after the 2012 winter season. The 2012 summer season was on Odomex. And I still, I had a captain obligation because back then the thing was, was if you were a captain, you were supposed to give them two seasons. So I, I gave them the first season with you, then Mobius. And then I re-upped for another two seasons with my first team with Stalin and Bloodstrike. And then the next team was Shackle and Collision. And I kind of felt like that team could have been really good on Z Damon. But when they got into Odomex and Rockets literally just started shooting to the sky, like <laughs> they were done. They just they just refused to play. They would not play. And at that point, I was just like getting into league and I was growing away from Doom. So even though I was like around that season, I don't know what fucking happened in Doom. So I'm from basically from then to like that short stint that I had in 2015 when the idea was on Zandronum, I was gone from Doom. So talk to me like what what was like then on Odomex and then leading up to Zandronum um, IDL where you and I kind of had a little falling out or maybe it wasn't that, but go on about that. Okay, so we can back up to the, the season I captained. So... It, it was obviously the last season we were going to do on ZDamon because I can't remember the real the details because at that time I was more just a player. I didn't care about the drama and the community stuff going on. But if I recall, 109 was supposed to drop soon and ZDamon was being, uh, what is that word? They were being more selective in who they were giving their server binaries to. So 
that last season in 2012 in the winter, there was some uncertainty of what we were going to do because yeah. for some reason they felt that if we couldn't get the 109 binaries for the server, we couldn't have it on ZDM anymore, which didn't make any sense because nowadays people like Jakus and whoever his buddies are, you know, they'll run like private servers to play on 108. But going back after I captain and, you know, we lost to uh, the, the team, whoever uh, our hero was on, because he was so fucking laggy. Uh, Mass VC and Gilgamesh could not kill him. They could not hit him. And we had to run like something we didn't practice. So I remember it was frustrating because like, all right, you guys, you run mid, I'll defend. And I was never a defender. Like I can't, I can't stand still and just point and click. I have to be in motion. But I was like the last stand against this guy who was so fucking laggy. So I really enjoyed it in the master mode when he couldn't even fucking connect. And you guys just slaughtered that team, to be honest. But at the same time, I was sad because it wasn't us in the master mode. Yeah. But. You know, whatever. It is what it is. Ain't no big deal. But after that season, moving forward, you know, y'all won the Master Bowl. You know, everybody was like, all right, this is the last season. What do we do from here? You know, they pitched the Ultimax idea, and some people just weren't down with it. You know, I know a lot of a lot of players, like White Boy, No Star, go back and, you know, go back in time and look at the forums or whatever. They didn't join the Ultimix, you know, they didn't hop on board on the Ultimix season. I think even Ralph wasn't even available. I can't recall. I think he gave everything to Bones. Excuse me. So Bones was like the commissioner. And, you know, a lot of people didn't even show up for that season. And I could be wrong, but I want to say that Ralph was not the commissioner going into Idea Ultimix. He wasn't. It was Bones. Bones was the commissioner for the other season to NZ, Damon. Yeah, yeah. So... A lot of players didn't go, and a lot of players were skeptical. So when we finally did it, you know, it just it wasn't mature enough for the seats for the league. There's right. no there's no beating around the bush. It just wasn't very pleasant. It was not a pleasant experience for every, anybody. And I don't understand. I mean, I guess I understand why it did it happened that way. You know, everything was on season for so long. If I had a pet project or I was involved in something like Ultimix, that's a prime opportunity to come and take the player base. Problem is not the whole player base followed. Yeah. Cause like I said, like a lot of people like No Star and whoever, they didn't, there's a lot of players that didn't go. They just dropped off. They were done after that. Like Wybor, remember he said, nah, I ain't playing that shit. <laughs> a few, uh, quite a bit said that. But the few that did, you know, it's like, all right, we'll give this a try. You know, ZDMN, they, because remember, part of the problem was that Kilgore and Cole didn't like the IDL. There used to be a once upon a time where they didn't care that IDL would, you know, advertise, oh, we got a new season signups or whatever. They didn't care. But then at the end of it, they would ban you if you mentioned the IDL. They didn't like you talking about the IDL on their IRC. There were the fucking East, uh, East German, East, East European bullshit where, if you said something they didn't like, you'd be silenced or you can't talk about this in RRC. Remember, a lot of uh, there was a handful of people that didn't even go on ZDM and IRC because recall, ZDM and IRC disabled all clients except their shit. So you couldn't even use like different clients to connect to their network because they're that so fucking controlling. Yeah. I remember something like Silverdeer. You remember Silverdeer? Yeah. It was like, fuck them. I, ain't client. I don't give a shit about their IRC. I'm not using their shitty client. I remember he said he was not, he was like, fuck that. I ain't doing that shit. There are a lot of other people who are like that. That was their, their, 
their whole controlling mentality of, you know, use our client, use our network, or, or, you know, they wanted their whole totalitarian government bullshit that they did. And that was part of the reason why the ideal people, you know, total trash and no star and all of them, Latina, they didn't get the super binaries or for whatever reason. I remember before that, uh, they had it out with Kilgore because he wasn't giving them anything. Like, he wasn't really coding enough of the requests. And I think part of it probably was the fact that they weren't in control of the idea. It was player driven. It wasn't Z-Damon driven. And I remember <laughs> it was funny because Kilgore and Ladner were going back and forth at it on the forums about something. I don't remember what the fuck it was. But Ladner changes his password and Z-Damon in their typical Nazi administration made it to where you couldn't. They needed, you know, a server admini- uh, form administration for registration, for passwords. And I remember Kilgore said something like, uh, that Ladna fool, he made it easier for me. I ain't going to approve his password change. And Ladna had his account deactivated. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just like that. You can even ask him. He'd probably tell you. I remember reading that shit. So, you know, you have an administration that doesn't want you around. So... I can understand why they wanted to jump ship to Ultimix, but a lot of the players didn't want to do it, and a lot didn't return after that 2012 uh, winter season. Mm-hmm. So when we had it, we're on a new port, obviously, and we're trying to like make the best of the situation. Because for some reason, looking back, I see no reason why we couldn't have ran private servers. There were already private servers. You know, we could have ran it a private server with 1.08. I don't see why. You know, it would have been any reason why not to but you know it was an opportunity to jump ports and take control i suppose if you want to put it that way you know maybe it is maybe it isn't but it is what it is at the end of the day and it wasn't a very good experience no (laughs) your your team fucking dished after the second week it was so fucking buggy everybody there was people who had were like even to this day they'll be like oh no it's perfectly fine and there's people like every time i fucking play it it's terrible which is somebody like me i remember the last time i played it in a league setting, I had like distorted sound, but at the time, it just wasn't ready for a lot of the bullshit. Because you have to understand, even though you play tested with a small group, the real test is the league or a lot of play. And they didn't get a lot of play until the league was on there, and there was a lot of shortcomings that we saw, and a lot of people weren't happy, and a lot of people ditched, and a lot of people did not return for that Ultimax uh, second season. Right. I know you didn't, your team didn't, because I remember you said that they said if they didn't like it, they weren't going to play, and y'all didn't play. The second season was more, pretty much more of the same. It wasn't fine-tuned. The problem was it's just there was just too many nonsense bullshit happening. A lot of people weren't happy with the port. I think it became to the point where Bones was like, all right, we're going to take a time off, because at that time I was bored. I think I was on the board, mm-hmm. and I remember was kind of sad a little bit i think a lot of people were sad that we didn't have because everything had been like season after season after season since 06 and that was like the first time where we didn't have a season in the winter if i recall and so we took a season off and we were doing you know dr sean came aboard and he started doing stuff and you know when we didn't have the IDL that one season we were running tournaments and doing dual shit or whatever i, I think i was messing around with trying to run some kind of like point system of duels and whatever running you know just running little shit just to bring activity because this is where we were like we weren't going to go back to z and 
people weren't uh, open to going to skull tank at the time so it's like all right well we're stuck here make the best of it kind of thing right so we eventually did have the third season of IDL and older mix dr sean had been working on it he'd been doing a lot of things a lot of bug fixing fixing a lot of stuff that we found it was definitely without a doubt better than what we got there in 2012 but it still was not enough and i'm sorry um was it 2012 was it 2012 no it was 2012 it was 2012 yeah so that third season we did a whole pr thing because you know i'm on the board so it's my job to get players to want to fucking sign up right right so you know we talk i I was always talking to sean during that last third season like nearly daily about anything or whatever you know what he was doing and what he wanted to do so I saw it as my job to just bring players in, you know, as long as anybody else, you know, give them reassurance. Hey, you know, this isn't the first season of IDEO on Ultimax. We've, we've made bug fixes. We've added this. We fixed that. You know, you give it a chance. It'll be better. And we finally pulled in a lot of players that season, I think. And the first week was good. And it wasn't until later on that it turns out if I recall from what was told to me, Alex Max was running the servers that season. He updated the the binaries to uh, beta, you know. Mm-hmm. He was pulling the changes from um, what was it, subvision, subversion, or whatever the fuck. So it was essentially a beta, so fixes and stuff. And after that first week is when we had problems, and I believe that's what what caused a lot of the issues with the the third season. Because there was untested stuff going into the surfer binary. So when we started playing, we started getting bugs. And it was like, oh boy, deja vu kind of began. And it was kind of rough. Because on one hand, we tell people, oh, it's going to be different this this season. And it's pretty much more of the same. And then on the other hand, you have like Dr. Sean trying to fix everything. But then every time he gets online, he just sees like bitching and bitching and moaning and sh- people shit talking like the stuff you do i mean you gotta understand if you're working on something doesn't matter if it's a doom port doesn't matter if it's a portrait doesn't matter whether a piece of music whatever the hell it is if you put in your time and energy into something and you just see shit talking on a daily you're just like fuck these people why the fuck do i waste my time kind of thing yeah so i understand he was not very um pleased you know who the fuck wants to come online after a long days of work or whatever he does for a day you know and then you see a bunch of IDL people bitching about stuff. Yeah, all that shit. And people, you know, like me, I was putting a, you know, between a rock and a hard place because you want to, like, you know, make the players happy, but then you can't make them happy because the port isn't too great. And then they get mad at you because you're said, you know, you're running this whole campaign. Oh, things are going to be different this time. So that was part of the reason why I was so pissed off, like, at Ultimax for so many years. Like, I'm like, you know, I put my name on the line and you know said all this shit, you know, like, oh, it's going to be different this time. And then it was a complete, like, disaster. <sighs> okay, I wouldn't say a complete disaster, but it wasn't ideal. And it was, wasn't, it was more or less more of the same, so it wasn't better in a sense. So, <sighs> I mean, it was a painful season. You know, it was just, I guess, if it's true, because remember, I was just the board member. I wasn't the commissioner. But it's what I was told is Alex Max updated this, the server because it had fixes or whatever the fuck. Whatever reason he did, I don't think he did it intentional because he's a software person. He's a he's an IT person. So you're kind of used to just 
pulling in changes and updates to make things better. So I'm not trying to say that he sabotaged it. You know, I know Alex Max. I've always gotten along with Alex Max. So, you know, I'm not trying to like throw him under the bus because he probably didn't even know. But that's what I was told. He pulled changes and the changes weren't good because <laughs> yeah. they weren't tested. And the season was pretty much painful after that. And, you know, after that, it's like, all right, we can't really do this. And Dr. Sean kind of just did his own thing. He disappeared for a little bit. I don't blame him. Who the fuck wants to come on to IRC and have the player base bitching all the time about every every little fucking thing, you know? I mean, it was so bad. Like, there were still random bugs. I remember one time Genova posted a picture of, like, one barrel shooting fucking pellets and the other one empty. You know, SSG. It was literally the spread was like one side of the barrel had pellets. The other side didn't. You know, it's like, how can you be competitive on something like that? Right. So I can understand where the, where the players were coming from. So is that but why they moved, just, Ty? Is that why they moved to Zandron? I'm like, what happened? We just, like, like I said, Sean just kind of lost interest, I guess. I think he also found a job, <laughs> a real job. So he was probably getting paid more. You know, as opposed to working on Doom ports, you know, because I know he just kind of just drifted away from all this shit. It was really just the constant vision of the audio player has just, you know, got him fed up with it. Right. You know, you can only take so much. And on the, on the flip side, you know, you can only play so much if your shit don't work. So, I mean, it it's just a shit show. So when he disappeared and we're like, all right, we got to try something else. We can't go back to Z Damon. Cause fuck them. Fuck East, uh, East European Nazi regime. Z Damon. People don't like Odomex. So naturally the only, um, option we have is, Z-Dam- is uh, Zandronum. Skulltack. It changes Zandronum. So I remember I was personally taking it upon myself to make tickets on their Zandronum tracker to get like, you know, old jumping back and, you know, flags falling through the, the Maple 4 and a lot of compatibility shit and old RNG or whatever. Right. Like, I, I made tickets and I remember I was talking to Tor in PM because during the, the last season of IDL, I started playing a lot of Xantronum because they remember um, Carnival kind of just said, all right, you know, this shit's over. Y'all do your own shit. So that's when Skulltag became Sandronum and he wasn't involved because he wanted to go make rack. So I started playing that more, you know, because then I wasn't playing Z because everybody was gone. Right. You know, players that were there, they were for IDO were gone and players that were, you know, on, on older mix kind of weren't really playing as Z Damon. So I just like, well, fuck it. You know, might as well play a uh, Sandronum Skulltag or whatever the hell and see what's up. You know, because we always, you know, let's be honest, we're all always elitist towards Skull Tag. We always felt like they were inferior for whatever reason. They, well, we were the real competitive, we were the real where the skill was and all that shit. And they were just where the weirdos were inferior. So for me, I've always been like, I kind of experience whatever, whatever I experience, I make my own, you know, uh, opinion. So I don't just necessarily echo whatever until I, experience it myself right so i just tried it myself and to be honest that was our only real option at that time because you know sean disappeared so you know we're like well we can't really stay on Ultimax too much longer because people aren't happy and i think the catalyst was due <laughs> to be honest 
Oh, yeah? How so? Okay, so, you know, obviously, if you're in a position of leadership, you kind of want to set the tone for everybody. So, you know, if you're involved in a product, you can't really shit talk it and, you know, be negative toward it. So you kind of want to, you know, do your PR bullshit. So a lot of us held our tongue during that last season. And I forget what happened, but dude played a game. His la- He was on a team. And I don't remember what bug happened or what happened, but he blew a fuse. He went on IRC, and this was the only time that entire season he just went off and said, fuck Odomix, fuck this, this is a fucking buggy piece of shit, fuck that, you know. And when you look at it as a player, you know, you see like a co-commissioner just shitting on the port. I mean, that's yeah. bad for morale, so what do you expect? You know, that's when I knew it was like, all right, we're done here. Like, IDO on Automax is kind of done here. When you got a, a leadership person just kind of doing that shit, um, you know, that that's the writing on the wall. So I, I kind of wasn't surprised that we moved to Skull Tanks and Tronum after that. And yeah. So what I kind of did was just did a transition. Like, I remember on the IDO forums, I made a post saying, hey, change your settings to this and that, you know, so, so it, you know, remove colors and text and all that shit, change your own lag or whatever. And I made the tickets for, you know, flags dropping through the floor or whatever, you know, jumping to be the same rocket jumping and all that. And that's when we kind of moved there for, from old mix onto skull tag for the time being. Yeah. So like, that's pretty consistent with what I had heard. I knew that the IDL was being played on on Odomex, and I knew you had various players coming and going, but I didn't really know a whole lot outside of that. I mean, because the only lens I had at that point in time after the 2012 summer season, the first season on Odomex, was I joined R pretty much for the rest of my time until, I don't know, when I came back and Caboose kicked everybody out because we were all inactive. And... I joined R because Stal was in R with Genova and I, and I started hanging out with them a lot and we were playing league together a lot. So I didn't really know specifics, but they all told me, Oh yeah, man, like Odomex is pretty much like dog shit right now. And like you said, like there's, there's, there's only so much that one coder can do and you've got people up your ass about it constantly and nobody's ever satisfied um and, and even like Z Damon, I can understand how they got like that. That doesn't excuse a lot of the things that they did, but but yeah, like that's neither here nor there. The point is is that I do know that during that time it wasn't good on Odomex, and Odomex was coming along and many of their developers pretty much kind of just said, Yeah, more or less, look, you don't like having a buggy port, but this is playtesting. So there was also like a lot of distrust between the players and the administration on the IDL. And I know when they had come back from, what was it? I think it was 2015. I'm fairly certain it was 2015. Maybe it was 2014. I really, I, it, I mean, honestly, it's a blur. But I knew that they came back on Zandronum. And I don't, I think I started playing in R scrims and I was playing on Zandronum with Genova, Stal, 
um, Saber, because we were all in R. So that time on Zandronum, I had gotten a little familiar with it. But then you guys had come and moved to the or moved the IDL to Zandronum, and I signed up for Zandronum. And I know you guys were going through like a big PR thing to try and push IDL like to Zandronum players. And I remember Bones, I had talked with him and I had done like an interview with him on their little IDL radio or whatever. Because it was like, hatred's coming back. Like, you know, and they, they build it as like, the prodigal son has returned. You know, <laughs> like that sort of thing. And it was like, it was way overrated. And it was like, way hyped. But this is kind of where like, we had our falling out on the Zandronum season. Because there were, Zandronum at that point, like you said, kind of was the laughing child of of the Doom ports. Everybody looked down upon them. But that's largely just because their history was just all over the place. Like, let's be honest. You know, they, they weren't sure if they were a competitive port or a Z-Doom port that, like, had new features. And there was always, like, this area of in-between. And everybody that I've ever known that has done any coding has told me that their fucking netcode is held together by, like, spaghetti <laughs> string. And, uh, like, they just don't... They just... They don't know what to say other than it's just the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and, and, I'm not, and I'm not trying to dog it because it's come a long way. Zandrona yeah. is, 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 it truly has come a long way. I mean, compared to what it was as Skulltag back in the day. Yeah. But I remember, like, I had come back and. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, Go I'm ahead. Happy moment, but it, I've made patches for Zandrona, you know, many times and I've added some things and fixed some stuff, but. It's a bitch to work on. It's such a big project. And the part of the problem, as you said, is, you know, the the foundation isn't too great. I don't know. I don't, I never met Carnival and never interacted with him. But from what I heard, he wasn't the best coder at the time. And that was like the cause of a lot of problems. Yeah. And as you said, Z Demon players were raw elitist. We thought anybody that played Skulltag was, a, you know, was inferior because. Our port was doomed, and you know if you couldn't do or play CTF on Zdamn, you were trash. Right. But you know, um, going back to what you said, uh, IDO and Z uh, Zendrome. So you had returned, I recall. And I know a lot of people will shit on that that season because remember it was only one season. They'll shit on that one season, but it really wasn't that bad. You know, it was a lot better than Ultimax. In hindsight, no. It wasn't no. that bad. The biggest problem was the Master Bowl. I don't remember who the teams were. I think Style was on one of them. Uh, I don't remember. Fuck if I know. But the problem was that they just didn't want to play. Like, they would um, hold up scheduling. And you're just like, okay, so, you know, at the time, I'm still a board member. Um, you go through all this trouble to appease the player base, it's like, oh, why you guys always got to use Ultimix? Why you got to use Zedium? Why can't you use Skulltag? You know, we finally give these guys this player base, you know, the IDL, and they're fucking obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of it, they didn't want to play it. Like, I remember I even threatened both teams. I said, I don't give a shit if you guys, if I have to D- double DQ you, I will. You're going to play this weekend or that's it. I remember I made that threat and I didn't give a shit if I had to do it. 
And lo and behold, they played that weekend or whatever the fuck it was. But that was the main holdup of that season. I mean, granted, you can probably make the argument, oh, okay, well, dealing with the Skulltack community was a pain in the ass in itself. But the main problem with that season was just the end. Right. They, I don't know, well, for whatever reason, you can ask whoever was on that team. They just didn't want to schedule a reasonable time, and they would always just dodge each other. Each other. So that's when I was like, all right, enough is enough. I'll double DQ. I don't give a fuck. You know, it don't mean shit to me. Y'all going to play. Y'all both done. And then they played, and lo and behold, we I think that was the season we paid them. Yeah, I think you that did. Was funny, because I remember, if I recall, I think it was Ralphus that made the comments like, man, look at these guys. They got to pay people to play their fucking league, and lo and behold, look at people getting paid to play Doom. <laughs> yeah. We're kind of ahead of the times, you know. But, it, you know, it wasn't just him. It was a few others that... Because that was the season we offered money. I think Dew and Bones offered some of the money to the winners and all that shit. And I don't know. It's just kind of tiring a little bit to deal with some of the people on, on the Skulltags Andronum community. They're a different breed. There's no denying that. And I think for the most part, we kind of did okay for our first season. I just think that perhaps it was probably for the best. The ideal just didn't return. Right. And, I mean, it had a long run, what, the end of 2006 uh, till, what, 2015 or something? Yeah, sorry, something. 14, I don't remember what the hell something it was. Something like that. So, I don't know. It wasn't as bad as people make it out. They make it sound like it was the most painful thing, but at least you weren't crying about bugs. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, Whereas all makes were crying about bugs, but on Zandronum, at least... The one thing we're complaining about is the fucking people didn't want to play their games or they were doing dumb shit as spectators or whatever. Right. I think in terms of if you want to have something competitive, I would rather take, you know, obnoxious player base over bug ridden port. Yeah. Yeah. You you want players, right? Like at the end of the day, you need players. And we cater too. Like I mentioned the tickets, like we try to make all the people who play them and feel like they're at home. I remember, some Skulltag players were like, why are we going to have flags drop on Maple 4, you know, go through uh, bridge things, you know, because that's what it was. Maple 4 or any bridge things, if you got killed, you, you have the flag, the flag dropped to the floor or whatever yeah. the fuck you're on. They didn't have that flag. We had that flag. Why does our rocket jumping feel different? Why does it have to be Z Demons? Why is the the jumping itself different? Why are we have no, you know, you know, they were all fucking crying about it, the native Skulltag players. But we have to do it, otherwise people weren't going to play it. Yeah, they were going to make the mis- the they would cry and say, "Oh, well, it's not Doom because it isn't it doesn't act this way or whatever." So I was like, "All right, all right, we're going to eliminate that bullshit, make the tickets, be done with it." And I don't really think it was that bad, to be honest. They just held up the master role. That was kind of the only thing I recall being painful. Yeah, um, I'm not quite sure why we didn't have a second season. But I think that was the last season of IDL you ever played, and it was the last season ever of IDL ever existence. <laughs> yeah, I mean they went on to do WDL and still doing it, but um, and they they kind of co opt those two things together now. Um, but I so this this is gonna kind of bring me to like I don't know like I guess our kind of our last or post last ish thing. This is where like you and I had like. At least to me, like it was a pretty nasty falling out, and I didn't talk to you for you know a couple of years after that. And like, if anyone would have asked me about you, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, fuck that guy. 
And it wasn't like anything that you did. It was just so that whole season on Zandronum, like I got drafted by Ty and it Saber got drafted and we just fucking trolled Ty the whole time. Like we didn't really <laughs> care. Like who doesn't troll Ty? Yeah. Like we just hey, fun didn't fact, fun fact, watermelon was uh he was turtles on Z name and he would always shit talk and troll Ty. And Ty didn't know for like years until somebody told him he's like Oh, I didn't know watermelon was turtles. Who the fuck was turtles? Yeah. <laughs> like, so we trolled. Yeah, yeah. Ty's a good dude. Everybody loves Ty. But shout out to Ty. But we were somehow in a position to get into the playoffs the last se- the last week of the season. We were playing map 28. And that's the map that we played on. A, I don't remember the name. It's Cab's map, but... Xandronum at that time had a bug where if you played with a report rate over 500 uh, hertz, was it, that your shot would sometimes just not register. And you could have fixed that by just lowering it to 500, and I was like, no, I shouldn't have to. And so that whole season, like, I was just getting mad because I would, like, periodically have that happen in games where it just wouldn't fire. But nothing bad ever happened. Like, there was no game that was lost because of it. But we played against Legion's team, and I only remember because it was Legion that was running away from me when this happened. And we were we went into round three. It was one one. It was close. It was very close game in round three. I'm defending. Legion gets a flag. He keeps running away from me. I go to shoot him, and the gun doesn't fire. And I had a dead. I had him dead to fucking rights. He would have been dead, and it doesn't fire. And that. That split second of it not firing was enough difference in time for their guy to come and kill me. And Legion scored. And similar to what you said about Do, I fucking lost it. I have never lost it like this in the middle of a game before. Like an actual competitive game. I just started typing and raging about this is a shit port. Why are we on this? This is fucking horrible. Why does anybody like this port? Fuck Legion. Like I was just like <laughs> going on. And I love Dave. Every, I don't have any problems with Legion. But it, it was like a really like. And I look to be clear. I was 100% in the wrong for that. Like 100%. That was unprofessional. That was unbecoming. I shouldn't have done that. I should have just sucked it up. Played through it. Whatever happened, happened. But after again, pre-discord. So we're still using IRC. We went into IRC, and at that time, I know that Bones and Ralph had a falling out, and they weren't even talking. <laughs> but like, I'll tell you about that. yeah, yeah, I'll go on. We'll go on. But the I the was yeah, yeah, no, oh, no, hold on. Let me let me tell you. So sure. I'm going like off in IRC, and you're arguing with me. You're not saying anything personal. You're not saying anything bad. Everybody like Bones wasn't and Ralph wasn't, but even Ralph and Bones like started agreeing. Like you shouldn't have played if you felt that way. But like, and you guys were all right. But like, eh, you know how the Zandronum community was, man. Like, I don't, I don't have to explain (laughs) anything to you. The type of things that people were in there fucking saying were just like, dude, whoa. And I'm not like I'm not a sensitive person. I realize it's the internet and people, you know, do a lot of tough guy talk and, and say things that they would never say to you in your face. 
But I mean, they were deeply personal things. Things like kill myself. You should just make your kids an orphan and do them a favor. Like people were saying all sorts of crazy shit. And I got really frustrated with you because you were the one that was digging the deepest, like in terms of like arguing. You weren't, again, you weren't making anything personal. You weren't saying anything bad, but I just kind of felt like, dude, like if we're friends, if we're cool, like you see how these people are talking to me, just stop. And you don't, you're not obligated to stop. You're not obligated to do any of that. But I just feel like if that were me, I would have just been like, dude, I see how these people are talking to you. Let's just take this in PM. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it just got so bad. I just left and right or wrong. I blamed you for that, for everything. Because I just felt like I knew how Zandronan players were going to be. You know what I mean? I, I knew that. But like, I just felt like you should have just been like, hey, man, like y'all need to chill or or whatever. And I held that against you, right or wrong. So for a number of years, I wouldn't talk to you. I wouldn't come around the Doom community. I was done with the Doom community. Like I came back in 2017 to run that tournament. And you had given me a lot of shit on the forums. And I'm just like, I'm not even going to say anything to you. But then I think it was Mobius maybe or somebody said like we should talk and we didn't really talk about this, but we kind of patched things up and we're, we're on good terms and we're good now. But like that's why I left the community and never wanted to come back. And honestly, when I ran that se- when I ran that tournament in 2017, the Z-Damon tournament uh, for D5M1, I wanted to run it on Zandronum because I knew I could get more players, but I wanted nothing to do with the player base. And that's why, ultimately, I made all these excuses up for why I didn't want to run it on Zandronum. But the bottom line was, I didn't want Zandronum players. And I'm good with most of them now. I think a lot of them would have admitted back then. I don't even know who they were, if they're even still around. That they were young, they said dumb things, they shouldn't have said it. But like like I said, I held that against you for a number of years. I feel like that kind of like was something that started when I didn't draft you and like, we grew apart and I blamed you for like all this crazy shit and it wasn't your fault. But if you've heard anybody say that I said anything bad about you or anything like that, like that's where it was coming from. And I think I was probably in the wrong for that. So I guess just like on public and on stream or whatever, I'm apologizing for that. Um, we're good now. I got no problems with you, but I just wanted to get that off my chest. Cause that's something I've always felt. And I talked to Mobius about this a while ago and you know, he said I should talk to you, but I'm just like, you know, we'll talk. I don't think we'll ever talk about it, but you know what? I'm saying it now and, you know, for what it's worth, I'm sorry for, for that. And I'll let you go ahead. The floor is yours. So one thing I will interject before we get on to the whole uh, IRC trolling thing that happened. When you said that Bones and Ralph weren't on speaking terms, that was actually kind of the gateway to uh, my Zandronum experience because I'm sure you remember <clears throat> the whole Ralphus quotes thing. No. It was like an offshoot of the Kilgore quotes that uh, I think Bones had ran. It was just like a collection of kind of, I don't know, totalitarian quotes that are funny quotes that Kilgore would always say. So what had happened was that it was uh LB that had made Ralph's quotes and he used like a really shitty picture of Ralph. I can't remember which one it was. Mm -hmm. And Ralph saw this picture and he thought that it was Mike Hell. 
So he would always give Michael shit on the servers and IRC because he felt that it was Michael that was doing it on, you know, because remember, there was the whole click of, you know, Mass VC, Ladna, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No Star. So he always thought that it was Michael trying to up on him and just trying to embarrass him or just, you know, fuck with him. And eventually it came to the point where it was like, no, Michael didn't have that Ralph's quotes. It was LB the whole time. So Ralph was like, all right. Fuck you, Obi. You know, I give you access to my Facebook or whatever. You do this shit. So he kicked him out of UD. He didn't want anything to really do with him for a good while. You know, I don't even know if he has anything to do with him today. But, you know, he kicked him out of UD. Didn't want to talk to him. Ralph was, um, Bones was still, you know, okay with you, uh, LB. You know, because LB's a, you know, he's a cool guy for the most part. Right. Um. So I guess Ralph kind of took it personal because it, it's like, you know, Bones and Ralph had this whole, you know, you my bro, that kind of shit, you know, whatever. So I guess Ralph expected Bones to have his back and expected Bones to apprehend LB and say, you know, you shouldn't be doing this shit. Fuck you. You're banned from the RC or whatever the fuck. But he didn't. So I know they claimed otherwise years later, but he did kick a Bones out for not having his back like that. And... I took Bones, LB, and Fluffles, and we made like some San Jerome clan and just started playing. And that was kind of our gateway to it. But that's kind of why you say that Bones and uh, Ralph weren't talking. It was just because of that whole Ralph's quotes situation. And, oh. you know, they're like brothers. You know, they've known each other since they were fucking 13, 14, whatever. So it was going to blow over. I knew it was. There was no way they were never going to talk to each other for the end of the earth, you know. But that was the whole reason you you know you mentioned that I wanted to bring that up. That was why they weren't talking because of the whole Ralphus thing. He expect he expect the whole Ralphus quotes thing. He expected Bones to have his back no matter what and just say fuck you, LB. Don't be doing that shit. You're you're, you're done. And he kind of wasn't because he kinda, you know to be honest, it was kind of fucking funny those quotes were. Um. So, you know that was that whole thing of why they weren't on good terms at that time. Right. As for the whole IRC thing, the way I saw it was that I didn't expect you to go off like that. And as for the Zandronum community, when they see blood in the water, they're going to fucking jump. Oh, and yeah. it's not because it's you. If it was Ralph, if it was Chewy, if it was Jakeus, it doesn't matter. If it's a high profile player that has some kind of pull to his, or, you know, prestige i guess if you will to his name they're gonna fucking jump on you regardless it doesn't matter it was just a rare opportunity of somebody who never faltered like that he freaking broke down and started ranting like a madman of course they're gonna jump on you that's kind of how they were at the time and they kind of still are arguably but that's why to me it felt like well you're better than that. Why would you just start bitching, you know, about the port or whatever? You know, all ports fucking suck at the end of the day. And but when you when you're a high kind of high profile player and you do that shit, it's no surprise that they're all gonna jump on you. And that's kind of what happened now. I don't know what they were telling you in PM, because I don't see those obviously. They're to between you and whoever was PMing you. But when you cause it was playoffs, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. No, last playoffs. week is the last week of the season. Okay, so it was the last week of the season. There was playoffs on the line, right? Yeah. So, you know, you got an important match. You're a high-profile pro- player. 
and you go off like a madman, you know, of course people are going to shit on you. Mind and you. Me, it's like, all right, I didn't expect that from you. You know, I expect that from somebody like Zanero. I expect some, some, some something like that from, I don't know, fucking No Star. You know, if he loses, some, you know, total trash or whatever. But to me, it was like, all right, I didn't expect that from him. He's doing it, whatever. There's no reason for it. Everything, you know, people drop packets all the fucking time. So, yeah. so that's why I didn't really think anything of it, to be honest. So when you said you blame me, I just kind of chuckled it off. Ah, he's just blowing off steam. Ain't no big deal. And that's how I thought of it for years, to be honest. Because I've known you for so many years. So I was like, ah, you know, for once he got the, the, the troll, the troll fest, you know? Okay. So whatever, you'll get over it. And you didn't get over for like three years or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was honestly, like I said, it wasn't, I, I was in the wrong as far as argument went. And as far as going off, like I was 100% wrong. And I like, it was just, like I said, it's kind of like the bones thing when the Ralph thing, it's like, you see these people talking shit and saying all this crazy shit to me, like in a public IRC channel, like just have my back. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I felt like. But I also understand that, well, number one, I'm also, while I'm dealing with this, I'm also arguing with you too. And I'm saying things too. So it was just a crazy situation. It blew up. I shouldn't have held it against you. I'm honestly hesitant to say even Zandronum players. I I just think it was just a collection of people now that I look back at it. Because my experience with Zandronum players now was nothing but good. You know, and maybe it's just because, like I said, they had a chance to grow up. And look, it is what it is, right? And I'm, I'm good with you. Like I said, I guess it just hurt me the most because at one time I looked at you like you were my best friend and I felt like in that moment you just should have done more. But it is what it is. We're we're good now. I think I just overreacted and I held it against you when I should have. And I apologize for any of my part in that. Um, the only thing I'll say is that it might have just been, and this is something you wouldn't have known and nobody would have known. At that time, I was going through a lot of shit personally. And I was turning my life around. It was 2015 or 2014. But like 2016 is when I like turned my life around big time. Like I committed to being a lot healthier in my life. Um, I stopped smoking. I stopped drinking. Um, The following year I went back to school. Um, I became a better husband, a better father, all of those things. And at that point that was out. I was at my lowest at that point. And so there are a lot of bad things going on. So it also could have been too that like I just associated doom and gaming like as a bad thing and put it all into one ball and put it off to the side when in reality like it was a lot of things. But that left a lasting impact on me and that's why I didn't talk to you. And I don't know what you've heard like I said. I don't know what you've heard or what anyone has told you. But I'm good with you. Anything I've said I'm sorry. I was in a bad place but I'm better now so... And it's all for the good, and, and I'm happy to be back in the Doom community. I'm happy to do things that I enjoy doing. I think that's why I'm working with the MDF the way I am, even though I think that, you know, I've definitely heard about some sketchy things that have happened with the MDF in the past. The only thing I will tell the players is, you know, I get that. I understand how you feel, but I'm not 
like even though the MDF is like this cohesive unit, we all kind of have our own view and we all do our own things. So don't give up on us yet. Don't give up on me. Just give us a chance as far as that goes. But uh, yeah, a little plug there for MDF and uh, to close out that part of it. Uh, that's how I felt. So I don't know. I don't well, know if you have anything else to say about that, but well, from my understanding, it was, it was pretty much one sided because. I remember one time Dr. Noob was trying to troll me, you know, because there was this time period where he would troll our team speak or, you know, A3's team speak or whatever. And he mentioned something that I didn't quite understand. He's like, yeah, Hatred don't fucking like you and this and that. You're, you know, you're a terrible friend. I was like, what the fuck is he even talking about? Because to me, that whole IRC blow up, I didn't even think much after it. Because you have to understand, I was like part of the board. So what is my job to keep things you know from going out of control you don't want players fucking blowing up and making things you know unnecessarily dramatic than they more so than they should be right so to me i just saw it as like oh well he's just blowing off steam he'll get over it to next week he won't give a shit and i didn't really even think about it like i didn't feel any kind of way about it i just felt like ah he'll get over it he'll be fine so to me my duty is just to you know if somebody's going to make a big bitch fest about whatever we've done, whatever port we've chosen. So my job is, to, all right, well, just minimize their impact of whatever they're doing. So if you're making a whole bitch fest, like you're saying, this poor shit because your shot, your shot got dropped. It's like, all right, well, whatever, you know, I'm just going to like calm it down. And then everybody has their fun with it, you know, troll, whatever the fuck. And then it's next day, whatever. So I never really dwelled on it. So I didn't even know you felt this kind of way about it until I had said something about it. And I didn't even understand it when he mentioned it. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Shut the fuck up, you know? Because <laughs> I felt he was just full, you know, pulling my chain. So, you know, to me, I thought he's such a whole profile player. He shouldn't be doing this. Oh, you yeah. know, he's this. That's That was my whole thing. Like, he shouldn't be doing this. Like, well, I, was I, in the wrong. I was in the wrong about that for sure. Like, I wouldn't do it. Like, you, you you won't hardly see me competing about the port like that when I was an active player. Nowadays, if if I don't feel a certain way about a port, I just don't play. Yeah, you know I have the foresight to say I don't like this. I'm not going to do it. So be it. Whatever. But that was that's why to me it was like left field, like that you felt this kind of way. But you know the Zandrona community has always been the way it is. So I don't. I'm not. I didn't quite know they said some shit. Whatever. You know. So. It was chaotic. I, I, I mean, and I held on to it. Like I said, it was me. I held on to it. And I probably so, made a much bigger deal of it than you did. For me, like I said, it was like a traumatic thing. But for you, it was. To me, it wasn't traumatic. It was just like Tuesday to me. Because how many times have we seen players blow up because they lost the oh, match? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. And that's why I said, like, I think I just, I took it to another level. And it was, it, it just is what it is. I, I, I was in the wrong. I think I shouldn't have held that against you. And I did. So I'm sorry that I yeah, held that against you. I didn't even think anything of it. And to be honest, you ain't the only one. There's been other players that have fucking been vocal enough about losing the match and dropping the shot or losing the packet. So it ain't uh, the first time, and it definitely yeah. ain't the last time as long yeah, as it's people whatever. play leagues on Doom ports. It's whatever, man. So let's. Uh, we're running over two hours now. So I want to close this out. So, oh, we still got so much more to go through. We should just drop another 30 minutes. Drop another 30? Okay. Well, I wanted you to talk to me about 
the post like A3 era and your time in A3 and, and kind of the things that went on with that and what led to your inactivity. Because it seems to me now that you're just like, well, I like mapping. I like doing this thing, but I don't want anything to do with events and I don't want to play Doom. So like what, what led up to that and, and how you're at this point now? So after that whole audio season, we had, you know, we paid out people. They finally fucking played. All right, whatever. I can't remember exactly why, but we didn't want to run the IDL again. So it was kind of dead. So do had the whole rights, if you want to say, to that name IDL. It was tied to him. And the league on any Zandronal league was done by some, you know, I think Dragon did his own thing. Um, Zankin did his own thing eventually. But the IDL died after that last, that first uh, tax season. And the only legacy it had was like a, a prive pack mm-hmm. because I was admin of uh, the NJ servers. So obviously, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, IDL's dead, but it can live on in a fucking PK3. So be it. So I was doing that for a while and I just didn't really, <sighs> it was tiring. So much bitching, so much fucking trolling. Like being an admin was so fucking tiring, you know? And it was kind of like that. I, you know, I joined A3 once with Genova. We did like this clan war thing. And then I left to do the IDL thing. And then I went back because I'm like, I don't got anything else to do. My brother's a fucking leader. So why not? You know, who who wouldn't join a clan with their own brother, right? Right. So, you know, I was doing that for a while. Um, drama here, drama there. Community of drama. Metal this, metal that. Metal, metalhead, yeah, metalhead. She so, came back. Well, she was at like admin of the forums, and we took her down. And we got tour involved. It's a lot of trouble. It's really pointless at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, we just she was just not a good admin. You know, I never liked her from the Z Demon day, so it is what it is. But if you're asking me in terms of what happened after the that IDL season, it was just pretty much playing on uh, Zandronum, you know. Interacting with the people, getting in the drama fest, having clan scrims, whatever, you know, that's all it kind of was. I know Ralph eventually thought of the idea of the WDL, trying to improve some of the things the audio didn't do so great. I had no interest in it because I didn't like Odomex because I felt like, oh, well, you know, that, that third season, we told everybody it was going to be different. We told everybody a lot of things were going to be better. And then things weren't different. Things weren't better. It was more or less of the same. And it made me look like a fucking fool. So personally to me. So I was like, fuck that. Whatever. That's why I didn't really do it. Fuck with uh, Odomex after that. Because I felt like I put my word on the line. I tell all these people sign up for this shit. And then it goes to hell. So it's like, all right. So I look like a fucking liar and a piece of shit. So that's why I took it on. Um, You know, that's why I was kind of like... I didn't really fuck with the older mix after that because, you know, you put your line, you put your word, and then it goes, you know, it turns 180 on you. You know, you feel like a, a shitty person. Like, you just lie to everybody just to get them to sign up for the shitty league, you know? Right. So that was my reasoning for not wanting to have anything to do with older mix. You know, the whole uh, Skulltag thing or Zanjonum thing was just, you know, just clan drama, politics playing here and playing that 
my gist was uh the main thing I did was just admin and play. To me, I kind of got tired of dealing with the Zandrona community. I think the tipping point was I talked to Alex and I talked to the other admins of NJ, which is like the main hub of all the competitive players. And we wanted to reform and do rules right and, you know, have strikes against people who were doing dumb shit like throwing in prime, disconnecting mid-game, you know, all the shit that people always did. So we wanted, you know, we came up with some sort of punishment system. So we rolled it out. People got punished. And then at Genova, because we were always, like, I was always butting heads with Genova because there was just this. These time periods where Genova would be like super cool with you, you know, hey, what's up, bro, and this and that shit. Then he'd go fucking go on to Trollfest and it's like, well, all right, so what's Genova I'm dealing with, the piece of shit or the bro, you know? So what he did was he kind of told me, you know, hey, so-and-so is breaking the rules. You should apprehend him, ban him, blah, blah, blah. And we banned some people for breaking rules. And then he went and go ahead and threw up his own server and had everybody in there who got banned. <laughs> and it was just kind of like a like a taunt, I guess, to everybody that was on the NJ admin. Like, ah, uh-huh, you, you guys don't got any pool or whatever, you know, that kind of shit. You're all stupid. And to me, that was like the final straw. I was like, you know what? Fuck all those guys. I don't give a fuck about them. Because it's pretty obvious they didn't care about rules and having pride, you know, structure or whatever. So it was that turning point where I didn't care anymore. You know, I didn't give a shit about being an admin and trying to make things right because it's obvious they care more about doing dumb shit than actually, you know, a competition or whatever the fuck you want to say. And after that, I was like, all right, whatever, whatever. Fuck all these guys. You know, I don't care anymore. That was kind of the beginning of the end of my adminship on nj because i had been admin for some years because i never had any you know i always got along with alex max you know i i talked to him recently some few months ago just some questions and i never had any problems with him you know i talked to him straight up he was never any kind of like he never did any kind of like dancing around or any kind of bullshit so to him he was more of the laissez-faire he didn't care like he wanted his admins to do all the hard work he just paid for the servers right so in terms of the zandronum people after that happened i was like whatever you know what these guys don't care about structure or anything they just want to troll and all that nonsense so that was kind of like the beginning of me not really wanting to have anything to do with the pride community because that was really the pride players that did all that shit and to be honest, I know you said you weren't around for a lot of the uh, that season that you left for um, Sandronum. But personally, for me, it was just constantly fighting with like R, whoever, you know, TM, uh, administrators, Genova, whatever. It was nothing but drama for the most part. You know, for me, not really wanting to be a part of it. It was just getting tired of it, even though I was always the kind to just want to fight all the time even it drains me after a while right so i'm just it like i just didn't really want to fucking do it deal with that shit anymore when when that happened on nj when they kind of just put up that server and taunted us for trying to like be actual admins that was like all right you know what whatever you know fuck all this shit i don't care anymore and 
after that, it was just really just kind of like slowly piecing away, you know, chipping away at being involved in the community. Um, I know you probably would say, oh, did you do anything else? I mean, we did clan scrims, we did mapping projects and this and that. But what got me back into Doom was kind of just the CTF portion of the IDL. Mm-hmm. And trying to stick around, trying to relive that stuff was kind of just what I was doing at the time. And then when I just really didn't enjoy the whole competitive aspect, the player base and the attitude and the general mindsets of the people, that's when I slowly started, really didn't care anymore. Because all it was was just bullshit eagles and drama at that point. And even within our own group, we had fallen out with people, you know, and it, and it came up to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm done with this shit. I don't care. I just don't want anything to do with it. So that's kind of why I just stood away. And I just didn't really have anything to do with it. I turned in my keys to the administration for NJ. I stopped playing. I didn't care about leagues or whatever. I just did my own thing. And that was kind of the whole just moving away from Doom, I guess. Because after the whole thing with you happened, it was all just that whole Zandrona thing was just mainly just drama and power struggles or whatever. And I don't know. After so much, you get tired of it. You just get, you just like, why am I even caring about this shit? It's not important. And that was kind of my whole attitude in the past few years. It's just like, you know what? I'll just distance myself and not really care. And, um, you know, there's so much more drama, but it's not worth getting into. <laughs> I think I think for the best part is just distancing yourself. And to be honest, a lot of the people that are still around kind of don't even really care about the drama stuff. And in a way, it's kind of sad because <laughs> when nobody cares, who cares after all, you know? I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I had heard some things about you and Genova having beef with each other. I don't know if it was like, I think I remember him saying something from the fact that you guys were basically running it like Nazis. And I'm not saying that that's what I believe. I, I just, I had heard something like that and that they didn't care for the way things were being run. Okay. Well, the the thing about that is that people would always cry that, oh, so-and-so stopped, you know, they threw a match, they disconnected, they stopped playing, all they fist ran the whole 10 minutes or whatever the hell it was. It's like, all right, you know, so we have this lax attitude of like, all right, you guys, you'll eventually figure it out kind of thing. And then, okay, that's not working. So we got to take a more of a strong fisted approach. Right. So make up your mind. You get mad because we don't, we're more lax and letting you guys figure it out. But then you say, we don't do shit. Okay. So then now we do shit. And then all of a sudden, Oh no, you guys are fucking hell Hitler Nazi. I'm like, Oh, well make up your fucking mind. You know? And it was really just Genova for the most part. Like, I was just so fucking tired of Genova at the end of it. All it was was just one day Genova's like your best buddy laughing with you on TeamSpeak. And this day he's just trying to fucking troll you and fuck you over with dumb shit, with politics. And it's like, all right, which, which Genova am I dealing with? Which one are you, you know? After a certain amount of, after so many years of dealing with him, it's like, all right, you know what? I don't give a fuck anymore. Deal with it, you know? So if he felt that way, so be it. The player base obviously couldn't handle, you know, our more laxed approach because Alex Max's approach was just 
more, you know, admins will deal with it with whenever people bring something up, you know, we're not going to be actively always trying to police them. That was his approach. He just wanted to pay for the servers and have his admin team, you know, do all the dirty shit. Right. So, and we did that. So when that wasn't working, what more are we supposed to do? Obviously that's not working. So we have to do something else. So when we do more of a more strict, you know, you break this, you get this, you get this punishment. We try that. And then they don't like that. So then what the fuck do you want? You don't like us not being lazy and, you know, you complain whenever in the servers and whenever around. Okay. Now we're around, we're more strict or whatever. And then you don't like it. So then what the fuck do you want? Right. That was my whole, you know, meaning about it. And then he brings the whole, because to be honest, you look at the fucking topics of that he made. All it was was a fucking power struggle. People blamed us, blamed me for being part of the the people that killed BE, you know, the the automated service he did for, you know, you know, a P- TSPG, right? Yeah. So he made the BE shit with a uh, watermelon. So he was the first one to bring that shit up with uh, Xandronum, you know, the automated server hosting and whatever. You just throw a few command lines and you got your server up. So for some reason he felt like, you know, it's been a couple of years, so I may be wrong, but he, he took the servers down because he wasn't happy with the way, you know, certain people weren't, weren't being apprehended for their actions, you know, namely like me and my brother, whatever, you know, Mobius or whoever you want to say. So he was kind of holding the community hostage by saying, Oh, you got to ban these guys and do that. Or I'm taking my server down. So it's like, what the fuck are you even doing? You know, I thought you were our buddy, but then you're doing this whole stupid power grab bullshit. And then it backfired on his ass because nobody gave a shit. Because <laughs> then PTSPG came, you know, arose or whatever. They used the same bot. So it's like, what are you fucking doing? You know, it's so fucking tiring of dealing with your bipolar ass every fucking year. So when he fucked off, it's like, all right, whatever. I'm just tired of this shit. That was like the last big major, you know, drama that happened between me and him because you never, you never knew which Genova you were dealing with. Right. You'd have Genova, they would be like, you know, talk to you on TeamSpeak or whatever and be like all cool and shit. And then you got the Genova that'd be like trying to bury you on the forums and saying that you're a piece of shit. You're terrible. You should be banned because you bring, you do this, 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 you know? So I, if he felt like we ran it like a Nazi because doing the opposite didn't work. So obviously we're going to try the up, you know, we're going to try to do it more strong fisted, but the community, the private community didn't really care at that point. So it comes to a point it's like, all right, so damn, if you do damn, if you don't. And after the whole Genova took down PE, it was just really tiring. I was already done with so much drama. It was unnecessary. It was literally just a power grab. And he lost the power grab. So the thing is that he didn't realize that it doesn't matter how much money you put in the Doom. If you're a server host, you're pretty much expendable. It's happened so many times in Z-Damon and on any of the ports. If your servers go bye-bye, somebody will take your place. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. TSPG took his place and it's like, oh, who's Genova? He fucking made the bot server, you know, whatever. So I don't know. I don't know what his deal was. I don't know if he was bored and just felt like trolling or whatever, but it was during that time where it was pretty much tiring for the most part. At, you know, after that, it was kind of just 
more or less peaceful, I guess, for the most part. I know the Zandronum administration has tried this whole different aspect of policing their player base, I guess. If you're just the person that has a track history of doing bad stuff, don't get rid of you. Eh, whatever. So be it. You know, I didn't particularly agree with that because they were the kind of people that would say, oh, you know, you did bad over here on YouTube, so we're going to ban you. So it's just dumb. Yeah, extending the reach too far. Yeah, it's literally what it was. Extending your reach too far. I don't agree with that. I think if somebody fucks up around the servers or on the forums or whatever the fuck, they get banned shit can there and there. Just because they do something stupid on other forums, they shouldn't get punished. But, you know, I guess I can kind of, under, kind of understand doing the opposite. It hasn't worked for so long, so sure, maybe try this way. I don't know. After just kind of getting fed up with all the dumb drama, I just kind of drifted apart and... Did my own thing, and I don't know. It's been better for me. I kind of yeah. don't. I kind of haven't really enjoyed the game too much in the past few years. The people that are around during that time are gone, so it's not the same as it was when I was a teenager. So I feel like, eh, can't really live the past, you know. I still enjoy making content or whatever, whether people like it or not. I just like the process of creation, so that's pretty much what I've been doing the past few years. I don't really get involved with leagues or anything too much. I don't know what's going on. The only drama I know that happened recently was the whole ghosting incident. <laughs> yeah. Um, we can get into that in a bit. I think uh, it was kind of funny. Well, not necessarily funny, funny, but it, it's interesting in aspects. I guess you can kind of give a preview or overview of what happened with the, the whole ghosting thing, I guess. Yeah, so like, I don't know a ton about it either because I wasn't around. I, I guess what it was, and Ralph explained it to me, was that it was it was a team with Tony and Bones and they, they did it against Caboose and Ross King and and I don't I don't know if it was a playoff game. I don't I don't remember. I really don't. I just know that basically they found out that Bones team was ghosting because Tony uploaded something onto YouTube or or, or something that they basically discovered that their fourth was sitting in the server and they were giving away positions and they were timing items. And there was just a huge fallout with it where I guess I don't know what I don't even know if Bones got punished or if he got suspended for a game or, or what or or any games docked. I really don't even remember the the whole fallout from it as far as what the punishment was because I've only talked to a couple of people about it a couple of times. But I guess the gist of it was was that everybody else felt like wow, this is like the UD Mafia. You know, where they're just looking out for each other. Like he didn't get any real punishment. And there's this all this drama about it. And basically they're holding the I or the WDL and their administration and particularly Ralph is responsible because Ralph is isn't giving Bones a real ban or any real punishment because they're friends. And basically what Ralph told me was the reason why that they didn't really do much was because 
Number one, it didn't make any difference in the game. The fact of the matter is, is Bones' team still got fucking smashed. Number two, ghosting while nobody... Like, I'm never going to say it's okay to ghost people. It's not on par with something like aimbotting or wall hacking. And number three, the WDL does shorter seasons where they only do five games during the regular season. So if they go around disqualifying people right and left, they don't have a lot of leeway to redo matches or anything along those lines. So I think like Ralph is putting kind of a rock or in between a rock and a hard place where he's like, well, do I come down on him or do I just kind of say, you know what? Like this guy has been around forever. He's done a lot of things for the community. Maybe I should just let it go. And you know, because it wasn't, it didn't matter at all. It's kind of like how you see in baseball where like, there's a lot of things that are against the rules that people still do ghosting is one of them and there's no perfect way to police it unless you just play with only people allowed in the server as the game is being played and everyone else has to watch a stream but that's not a good thing for doom because people like being in the server to watch the game and at the end of the day i do think i agree with ralph in that in that sense because bones while everybody even myself included have had problems with him the community is in a much better place because of him and Bones is not somebody that has a long history of cheating. He's done a lot for the community. So, like, I wouldn't have been in a position where I would have pushed for banning him. I mean, I might have sat him down for the rest of the season and just been like, look, I got to make an example out of you. Or if it was in a playoff game, look, you can't captain next season. I would have done something like that. But I guess the players just blew up and said it was this whole mafia thing and that basically they were all in cahoots and – you know, Ralph just said pretty much what you said. Okay, fuck all of you. I'm like not doing this. I'm getting away from this because like this is just too much. I think all of us to just clear this up. I have had something that none of you guys have had. I've had breaks from Doom in the community because I went and I played in another game. I played League of Legends, you know, almost as long as I've played Doom now. Like I've, I've played League of Legends since 2012. I've played League of Legends for eight years and I've played Doom for like 15 years, but there's a lot of inactivity in those 15 years of Doom. In reality, I've probably only played Doom for like 10 years. And you guys have never really had real long extended breaks. It was just like a year off here and then you're back in the community. You're back in the thick of it. And that just wears down on you. Like that shit beats you the fuck down. And you just get to a point where you don't want to do it anymore. And it takes away the fun of the. It takes the fun away from the game. Look, both times that I've left this community for long periods of times in 2012 and in 2015, were because it just wasn't fun for me. Whether it was drama, whether it was anything else, I lost passion for the game, and I wasn't having fun. And I had more fun doing other things. Now I've come to a point where I'm back because, frankly, I don't have fun playing League. I miss the interactions that I get in Doom. I miss a lot of my friends in Doom. Quite frankly, the people that are I played with in Doom are my age, whereas like League players are like 17, and holy shit, fuck them. But yeah, so I get it. And that's what we do in the MDF, where it's like, we all kind of do our own thing. We run things whenever we want. We don't really answer to anybody. We don't really care about perception so much. I mean, we do. But like, 
the Prague tournament that I'm doing right now, I think I have like 11 signups. If I get 12, whatever, fine. I'll run an event with 12 people. I don't care. And I'm going to, it's going to be streamed and I'm going to have fun doing it. I might even play in it, but I think that's a good thing for you guys, all of you going forth where you've had this time off because we just ran a WDL. Well, I was in the WDL. I didn't run it, but Ralph and bones and everything. And they did it. It was a great season. It's a very competitive season. You had a lot of old faces come back. You had me, you had chain dude, you had style. I'm sure there's others that I just can't think of off the top of my head, but we came back, we played, we all had a good time. And yes, there was some drama like there always is, but you want to know what, at the end of the day, like if you just get to a point where you say this drama isn't worth it anymore for me, then there's nothing to say. There's nothing to do. It's just, you just have to get to a point where you say I could deal with the drama. I could put up with the bullshit, but I could definitely see and understand because I ran that tournament in 2017 and I'm running one again now. And I just ran Judas July. It is a nightmare because no matter what you do, you're never right. And you know, armchair critic, armchair critiques have everything to say. And what I could say is, it's like, you know what though? That's true, but let's not become like the people we swear to hate. And let's not (laughs) become like the people that, pushed us out of this game or pushed us away from this game for whatever reason. Cause that's not what I want to be. And that's why I'm doing exactly what you are. I'm doing what the fuck I want to do and I'm having fun. And at the end of the day, I, I hope that maybe you can find that for you too. Maybe you could get back into playing at some point and play in a league. Maybe we could bring EBL back, but yeah, if you're not having fun, there's nothing to say. Like it just, I'm just going to do my own thing and enjoy it. Right. Yeah, um, I wanted to mention the whole ghosting thing because I think that was probably the last big drama that happened. Probably. I mean, there's probably other stuff that I'm just not aware of, but I think that's the one that I heard of, and I had been detached from the whole competitive scene at that point. But it's such a no. It it is kind of annoying because it is a more complex situation than most people think about. Sure. One hand, you have to say, okay, sure. This guy was ghost. This guy had his fourth ghosting on team on voice chat, saying when the time uh, the timer of the soul sphere was going up. But on the other hand, it'd be a damn fool to think that nobody else was ghosting with their fourth back in the audio days. Like everybody was fucking doing it. We tried it. Remember with Rudy, we tried it in a practice with him. We never did it in a game. Right. So. Uh, you know, but we got smashed. <laughs> well, you got people like No Star who was uploading demos of his teammates. You know, when people were like, they were told, upload your demos mm-hmm. to the And he was uploading his teammates' demos. He didn't demo shit. And he got, you know, punished for it. But everybody was doing shady shit back then. They just didn't get caught. Like me, I uploaded Gilgamesh's demo. I just fucking changed my name to his and... <laughs> Nobody knew. I told Strangle to play for De- uh, Dawson Nation. Nobody realized it. Right. <laughs> like, I, I told him to uh, alias his Dawson Nation in a match or something, and people bought it. Like, everybody was always doing shady shit. As for the whole ghosting thing, like, yeah, sure, okay. Yeah, it's bullshit that you have a guy who can spectate and watch the whole match and, you know, move them along the map and tell you, oh yeah, the timer's up in 25 minutes, you know, 25 seconds. On the other hand, you're kind of putting a rock in a hard place. Like you said, either you apprehend this guy or you come out and say, okay, yeah, you know, it's okay if you do that. 
And I think most of the players were unhappy with the fact that they got neither. You know, they didn't get an official word to say, oh, well, this has always been, uh, you know, something has been practiced. So, yeah, it's, it's not against the rules. And they also didn't get, oh, well, he's getting banned for the whole season. Because I think what it was is that Bones got, what, banned from capping? Is that what it was? I don't I don't know. I don't even know, to be honest. I think that's what it was. I don't think he got banned for that season. But, you know, like I said, you'd be a damn fool to think that No Star or whoever the hell, whatever teams didn't utilize their fourth to help with timing items. Because you can't police that. Or giving away player position, which was another yeah. thing. But You can't stop ghosting. I mean, you can, but you have to code it in your port. Well, you'd ruin the Doomix. You'd, you'd, I'd argue you'd ruin the experience for the players that like to be in the server, and that's a big thing in the the, the game. Well, you got to remember these days now, people are more into streaming than they were in 2010. You know, back in 2010 or 2011, we just had Rock King <laughs> doing streams by himself. Yeah. Um, nowadays, more people are having like up, you know, the streaming shit uploading into their videos. So, streaming is a bit more, you know more fleshed out these days than it was 10 years ago. Right. But at the same time, if you want to prevent ghosting, you have to prevent it on your port pretty much. If I were having a port, if I had a port and I was going to say, okay, well, I want to prevent ghosting. The only way you can do that is if you have your two teams, your red and blue, and you have, they both have a spectator kind of thing where their fourth stay and then nobody else is in the server, and then they just stream it. Right. I don't know how feasible that is. But that's literally the only way that I can think of off the top of my head. Because you can say, all right, you three, you're on red team. The other three are on blue team. Your fourth is on the spectator blue. You know, because you don't remember, uh, Z Damon has uh, team spectators, right? Because you can be on, you can set your team red or blue in the console, and then when you join a server, you're not joined you're as a spectator so you kind of take that concept and the force of each team is on their the spectator color and everybody else is either spectator or not on the not in the server and it's it's a fucking pain in the ass basically but going back to the whole spectator thing yeah you could make the argument it was cheating but at the same time everybody was doing it back then or most people were doing it and I think the fact that they didn't really specify that, oh, this is against the rules or, oh, this is okay, is probably what bit, excuse me, what bit them in the ass that season. And that's what brought along the whole memes about the whole ghosting, you know, oh, ghost and still lose a match. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't, I don't think it matters much. Like, I, I think the fact of the matter is, is in Doom, like you almost always know where your opponent is anyway, just based on the way the maps are constructed. And yeah. You can absolutely just time items without having to ghost. We did. On EBL, we did. We timed items very well. Like, you just have to practice. So, like, I don't... I think... I'm with you. It's like I said. You're you're lying to yourself if you don't think people weren't doing it in the past. And... Everybody was doing shady shit back then. They just didn't get caught. And to be honest with you, that's not saying that, like, we condone it. Yeah. But, but like... You have to see, you have, dudes, like, you have to see, you have to see spectrum. Like, not everything is black and white. Like, there's variance, right? Like, there's, there's degree. 
And the fact of the matter is, is yes, while I think cheating is cheating and there should be no tolerance, there's also some things where I'm just like, eh, that's cheating in a way and definitely unethical, but it's not the same thing as aimbotting. It's not the same thing as wall hacking. And I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'd say to it. I would just say, look, if you're stupid enough to get caught, I got to sit you down. <laughs> but again, like you're also as an administrator, like it's not like we have an endless supply of players. Right. And moreover, like I said, then you have to consider who the person is. Bones, whatever people think of him, and you can think whatever you want of him, you're free to do so. Bones has done a lot for the community. He's been an administrator. He's run leagues. He's been in clans. He's been, you know, whatever you think of him, fine. But, like, I don't think anybody thinks, like, cheater. Like, a long history of cheating comes to mind with him. So, there's that, too. And let's be clear. We've had people in the past that were known cheaters that played in the IDL. And they were given second chances. I mean, Polyph was a fucking known cheater, and he got to play in the league several times. He cheated in the league at one point. Now, Because yeah, he fucking DDoSed the other team. <laughs> well, no. He played as Dragon, and there was a whole controversy about whether he cheated or not. To me, it wasn't even a controversy. It was very clear he was aimbotting. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he was aimbotting on top of DDoS on the other teams. But they let them come back. And and I'm I'm of the same opinion. You know what? If someone shows that they can change and someone can show that, you know, because I think people get better over time, so I don't, I'm not into permanent bans anyway. So if that's the mentality that you have, and I know that's a mentality that Ralph tends to have, yeah, like, and if we're going to consider the person, I'm not going to make that big of a deal of it, especially when it didn't affect the match one fucking bit. So... Look, I understand if you were a team that got that, that that had that done to you, how you might feel some type of way. But me, I, I would just say, you know what? Like, even if that happened to me and I lost, I would still say, well, that's not why we lost. You know what I mean? Like, we could have done a thousand things differently. We could have done A, B, and C better. Them ghosting me didn't make their players shoot better than me. Them ghosting them ghosting me didn't make them aim. You know what I mean? Like, move better than me. And because Doom is such a fast-paced game, even if, like, you tell me where somebody is, by the time I get there, they're across the map. So you can keep on telling me where they're going, but, like, in my experience, when we did that with Rudy, it was more distracting and unhelpful and unuseful than anything else. And I can't imagine it being really that helpful in any scenario. So with that in mind, like, I just look at it like it's not a good thing. If you're going to sit them down and say you can't cap for a season, that would be good enough for me. And if players feel some type of way about it, they feel some type of way. But they're going to regardless. So you just got to fucking do you. Hold your head up and, and keep moving on. But I think Ralph got to that point where you were. They just said, you know what? I'm done with this. Like... And it took them two or three years to come back and do another league. And, and he basically rolled out of bed and, and posted, hey, we're running the season signups. And I wasn't even going to play. But then I saw Juan signed up. Then I saw Chain Dude signed up. Then I saw Style signed up. And I was like, all right, I got to sign up. I fucking sucked. I was <laughs> probably 60, 50% of what I once was. But 
I'm fine with that because I don't I don't want to play six to eight hours a day anymore. I don't I don't have the endurance or the drive to do that anymore. But I got to play with Alpha. I got to play with Dranzer, and you have ties to both of those players. Dranzer's an A three. Alpha was in a with a in a clan with your brother for a long time. Um, I kind of already knew Dranzer a little bit, but playing with him was awesome. He's a cool dude. Alpha's a cool dude. I really like him. So I guess I would tell you is if you're an administrator and you feel jaded and disgruntled by this community, I get it. I just hope at some point you give it another chance to come back and try playing again because there is fun in this game if you can find it your way. But I absolutely recognize that you want to know what, maybe you just find that it's better to not play at all. But I would tell you, hey, give it another chance. You, you may be surprised what you find because I certainly was. We have to understand also, I think the the players are more concerned with the fact that they just didn't come out and say that this was okay or this wasn't okay in terms of the ghosting. Not, not necessarily because... You know, it happened, but oh yeah, I'm not saying they handled it perfectly. By the way, no, just... it definitely didn't, and that's why a lot of people made all those memes and trolling or whatever. Because look, I'm gonna be the first to admit, everybody did dumb shit back then. They Bones wasn't the first one to do, you know, have his force do whatever he did, but at the same time, they just didn't handle it the right way, and that's what kind of wasn't. That was the part that wasn't well met with players for the most part. Well, and let me pose this question to you because you're somebody that's done a lot of administration. I've only done a few things. It's crazy how, like, the type of things that Bones and Ralph have done for this community with the various leagues that they've run, that that one thing should overshadow all the good that they've done, all the IDL years, all the bullshit that they've put up with. And I'm not saying they've been perfect. I'm not saying they've always made the right decisions, but they'll own up to a lot of mistakes too. I guess I just look at it like, you want to know what? No, it wasn't perfect. You want to know what? Yeah, they 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 could have done things better. But I think they deserve the benefit of the doubt. And you know what? I, people don't feel that way. My response to you is, what the fuck have you run? What the fuck have you done? You know what I mean? Like, Because there's not a lot of people. When you name Ralphus, when you name Bones... There's not a lot of people that have done close to what they've done in the Doom community. I would argue that the Doom community would not be what it is today without Ralph. Period. Like, And there's definitely been things that he's said and done that I don't agree with at all. But I don't see anybody else taking the time out of the day to organize people the way that he does and to organize events the way that he has over the last 15 years. And whatever it motivates him whether it's running his own port or because Kilgore banned him and he still wants to be in touch. So he made his own community, <laughs> whatever you think it was, I, it doesn't matter. You aren't the one doing it. You're not the one doing that. So you don't have, unless you've done anything close to that level of work for the community. I don't think you have the right to criticize those people. You could say that they should have handled it better and you can be mad about it, but to, to imply that it's like this corrupt to the core, you know, lack of direction, complete bumfuckery is just absurd. Because all the people that the people that I know of that complain really hard, number one, they're longtime problem community members. And number two, they haven't done shit. You know? And even if they have, it's still comparing a mountain to a molehill. I'm sorry, like when it comes to what, like I said, when it comes to what they have done for the, the communities, 
Ralphus and human bones are titans in this industry. So, yeah, they could have handled it better. I'm with you. And I agree with everything about people being upset. But like like I said, I also think, you know what? Let's take a step back. They deserve a benefit of the doubt too. And that's just me giving my opinion. I know I said I was going to be objective in this. I honestly really haven't. But that's how I feel about it. And at the end of the day, it's not like they were fucking Dalek or natural. <laughs> like they made a mistake. Like it fucking happens. You know, if you're going to, it's kind of like, it gets into the, like this cancel culture bullshit where everybody's just like, you know, you, you find the one bad thing that somebody did in their life 20 years ago and just like flame them for it. But you ignore everything else they've done. And it's just crazy. It's crazy to me, man. Like, there's a part of me too that's just like shut the fuck up and play, right? I don't know. I don't fucking know, bro. <laughs> oh, I don't know. it didn't really bother me too much. It is what it is. They chose to, you know, apprehend bones the way they did, and apparently it didn't even affect signups because the next time they ran the uh, the WGL, people played. So yeah, but three years later, in the. Uh, you know, long scheme of things, they didn't even make a difference. Yeah. I, I Well, I think in the end of the day, too, I think it gave Ralph and Bones, it gave everybody just a much needed break from the community, honestly. Like, more so than anything. And like I said earlier with the MDF, like, that's what we do. And I think that's like, and maybe that's what inspired Bones to create the MDF and to create things like that was because he saw, like, the burnout that that caused for them. Like, even though you were kind of responsible for that, but you know, again, you have to look at it that way. Like, dude, burnout is the biggest thing that kills people who run these, these, these events, these leagues, these everything. So I don't know, man, like I don't have too much to say after that. Like it, it just, like you said it best. It is what it is. So is there anything else you want to get off your chest? Say, uh, we're at two hours and 46 minutes, so I figure we're going to do this as a two-parter. We'll break it down into about an hour and a half each. So is there anything else you want to say? Because if not, I got a few fun questions to make this, uh, to close this out on a good note. I mean, mm, I don't know. I can't really think of anything more in my my current time in the community is just far removed from it, so... I'm so out of touch at this point. I don't even really play anymore. I don't really keep up with any of the big news, any of the big drama. I don't even know what leagues exist anymore. So <laughs> I can't really think of anything more unless you want me to speak on any specific drama that you aren't unsure about. I don't know of anything else. Um, I mean, like I, I, I know some of the Zack and stuff recently, but that's dumb shit. Like, I don't care about that. And I, I, I'm sure you don't either. I mean, you could talk about the ports, the the way they run. I mean, I I mean, I don't know what I, I don't know what there is to even say about that anymore. Like we all know the history of the way the ports were run, right? Like it's it's history. I mean, Z Damon. Let's be honest they they had everything. They had everything in the palm of their hands, and they dropped the ball, and that ended up causing a split. And there was already a kind of a split within that community anyway between NS and OS and then other splits. And then 
Odomex went off and did their own thing. Zandronum eventually, or Skulltag eventually became Zandronum. I, to me, I don't, I don't know what there is to say about it. Like everybody kind of does their own thing now. I, I wish them all the best. I support all of them. You know, of course, I just said something bad about Z Damon, so I'll be banned tomorrow. Yeah. You know, oh, the but, background. Uh, oh yeah, man, I'm, I'm gonna. So I applied for this job, uh, and. One of the things is that they said that you got to get an FBI background check. So I'm about to I'm, I'm about to find out from them tomorrow. Yeah, by the way, you failed that because uh, Z didn't put in a bad word for me or something. I'm just joking. I I love you, domains. I love you, man. I'm I'm just I'm having fun. This is this is fun for me, and you know. But let's be honest now. Y'all came down a little heavy-handed back in the day, so. I, I I don't I don't think I I don't know I don't know what is there I don't know what there is to say about the ports they just we're here it's ancient history and quite frankly even if you brought up some of this drama Ralph Kilgore which that I I don't even want to fucking hear their names I'm so tired of hearing about that the Doom for the Doom World dramas I've I recently did find out about that and I wasn't even aware of that about the QuakeCon. Um, and the Doom World forum beef, then the drama like with Kilgore and all of them. I mean that I reading that forum section like made me cringe. It was like I was embarrassed to say that I was a member of this community at one point to see that. But again, like what can you really say about it? Like it was what it was. I don't know. So let me ask you questions. Let me, let me let's close this out this way. Let's do it this way. We're gonna do fun questions. So that the little boys and girls at home listening to this podcast can go home with a smile or well, go to work or whatever it is they're doing while they listen. So I'll be, fair, I'll be very direct with this question. Would you ever consider coming back and playing in a league? Uh, probably not. Mainly because of the fact that I probably would not approach it with the same dedication that I had in the past. Right. If I'm not going to do it at 100%, I'm not going to do it at all. And I just can't see myself sitting in the server waiting to practice for an hour or two hours or whatever. I think that part of my uh, Doom career, if you want to put it, has already been passed. Right. If I'm going to do it the way I want to do it, I'm just not going to do it at all. That's fair. And for the most part, I just don't really feel any need to want to play in a league. I get it, man. All right, let me. I, I I gotta I gotta I gotta throw out this because because I want to potentially have my ego massaged a little bit since it's taken a little bit of a hit over the last year since I'm not good at the game anymore, and I'm hoping that I'm hoping that you could help me out here. Who are your top five overall doomers of all time? Top five oh. overall. So CTF duels, everything. Let's see here, Chewy. Yeah, that's a given. No Star. Genova. Mm, Stallion, I guess. And mm, I don't know. I won't say J-Kiss because J-Kiss is like the master dodger. Um, I don't know. Fill in whoever the hell you feel like. To be honest, I don't know. I can't say J-Kiss because he's kind of like a bitch when it comes to uh, setting. <laughs> He, he He's gotten play. better about that though, but yeah. He won't play like an OS duel. He has to have his settings on his server, 
you know, so he can win. And I even told him recently, I even said to his face, like, I don't think you're a great player because you're, you dodge, you know, any kind of challenge that isn't in your favor. And he's like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's such a troll now, dude. All he does is troll. I fucking love it. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, you can put whoever as the fifth person. You're not helping me out I, here. I don't really think it matters because as people disappear and new people come, they take their place anyway. So it matters to me. I'm trying to put this on my resume. <laughs> I mean, you can put whoever as the yeah. fifth. All right, all right. No, I'm gonna stop bothering you about it. I'm gonna stop bothering you about it. But uh, yeah. Um, all right. Well. I'm going to close it out here. Look, man, it, it's been great. I, I've had a lot of fun talking. You Maybe forgot we'll... about the mapping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get it. Let's get that. So your mapping projects. Yeah. So I Tell did me... all that rate CTF, that LMS stuff, that DM stuff, the dual stuff. Well, I'm. you know what I'm mostly interested in? What? What motivated, like... When did you guys go? Because I know about Don't Be a Bitch. I know about Raid GTF. I know about Eon because I helped with Eon. But, like, what motivated the Eon weapons? Like, what motive? Were you guys just like. I know you had. We, we did the interview the other night and you had talked about, like, Quake player saying it's just running gun super shotgun. But, like, that's a big fucking project to take on. And then you added that into the prog stuff, too. Like,. Did you guys think when you did the Eon weapons that you were eventually going to make maps that would be even further along than just, you know, or Aeon weapons, not Eon? Like you let into prog like that. Like that to me is like the cool thing because it was like its own little evolution. Mm, Not really. Uh, Like I said before in the other podcast, when people were shitting on the devastation and uh jkiss duels they were just saying oh well what is this shit fucking reloading ssg for 10 minutes so it was kind of just my own personal thing to try to remedy that right i guess so i didn't have any intention to say that oh it was going to be a dual thing i just kind of made it as lms because it was just in something easier to work with because lms is not so strict like ctf or dual Right. And it slowly it became, oh, well, let's try to balance this shit for a death match and then let's balance it for her duel or her own thing. So, no, it, it, it wasn't like a plan, grand plan scheme from the beginning. It was just something that slowly morphed over time. And honestly, mm, there's been some, you know, pushback for it. But I'd like to say that for the most part, all those years of like fine tuning and stuff, it's eh, not perfect, but it's near perfect. As good as it's gonna get, probably. As it get in terms of me putting in the time. Right. I don't know. This has always been something that Doom has always struggled with was just the weapon balance. Like the competitive players always bitch about. Okay, they probably didn't on Z Demon and Oldermix, but on Zandrone. You know, since there's more of a modding presence there. Right. People were more prone to bitch about the the imbalance of weapons. And there was many people that tried to balance it. And nothing really took off. I know the Frenchies made their own. Watermelon made his own. You know, 
few other people made their own stuff to balance the weapons and as much as people like to bitch and complain, the end of the the end of the day, they're just upset they lost the duel. <laughs> uh, well, they, they want the same thing at the end yeah, of the they day. Don't, they don't really care about the balance. They just care that their SSG one hit kills from like across the map. <laughs> because none of those packs that the Frenchies made or watermelon made, they didn't take off. They were like popular for like a few weeks and. Everybody went back to the same old default of uh, RNG from Doom. Gotta love it. So I think it's just most people were just mad at you know net code and the weapons suck, and so they have to lash out at something. Right. As for my own thing, I just took it upon a challenge to try to remedy it. I didn't really have any grand plans. It just sort of morphed along the way, as I said before. So. Eh. I, I'm pretty much almost finished with it, so and I have I don't have much more to do with it, other than just small fine tunings. So, we've talked a little bit about this, so I'll let this I'll let this actually be what closes it out. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a real possibility that we could ever do like prog style maps with Eon weapons, with Aeon weapons and CTF? Oh. Would you be willing to do it? I guess is the better question because it's possible. It's just whether or not we're willing to do it. I think that it could be possible, but people would have to be willing to want to try something different. Well, I think they and, are to, 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 to well, give you that. I think they are. It's just a lot of fucking work. You're right. Yeah, remember, <laughs> remember you're right. if you're, I don't know if you're around, but remember people thought it was a big deal that four-way ctf was coming out on 107 like nobody people wouldn't shut the fuck up about it you know and then when it finally dropped we played it for like two weeks and or three weeks and then four-way ctf disappeared because we found out the map sets were were shit and the overall gameplay wasn't fun and then the same thing happened again with uh, the double domination we had no, all the hype, like, oh yeah, 109 is going to have this double domination from UT from Unreal Tournament, and it's going to be the shit. And then we all played it, and the fucking maps are ass, and then nobody yeah. ever played the game mode ever again because it was garbage. Never took so off. The The biggest obstacle would probably be the fact that you got to have a good set of maps to present your whatever game, uh, play style or gameplay you want. Right. Think of it in terms of the old uh, Z Damon CTF 1, 2, and 3. Most people think fondly of 1 and 2 and not so much of 3. Although 3 had status idle, which I thought was good, but that's, yeah. 3, most... three had. 3 was just wasn't as consistent as the first two. No, no. I Honestly, I can only think of like status idle of the third map pack that yeah. I, I think. Crossbase was okay, but like. I don't know, man. Crossbase was. Well, it just feeds in the fact that you gotta have the, you know, a good map set to present your idea. Otherwise, it's just gonna die. Yeah. And I think that's probably the hardest part because you're going onto, you know, unknown territory with the CTF gameplay style that nobody's ever done or even tried to, you know, embrace. Right. So that's probably the hardest part about it. I think it's possible. But it's just, is the payoff good enough? And then it's got to be done right on top of that because you only get one trip to the plate. 
Yeah, because you can put on all your effort all you want, but if it sucks, nobody's going to play it, and then it's pretty much just a footnote in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll see. I guess uh, we'll know when we know. <laughs> so, all right, man. But, yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and close this out. We got right around three hours. I've had a lot of fun. Like I said, this has been great. I, I, I really enjoyed this. I actually had way more fun than I thought I was going to have doing this. Um, yeah, we're saying we're only at like ninety minutes and be done. Yeah, then we doubled that and got me banned <laughs> and got me banned from Z Damon. Look again, but you know, it ain't the first time won't be the Let's last. Be Anybody will tell you that the way Z Damon runs is they're the true, you know, Iron Fist, and that's just the way it is. <laughs> There's no surprises here. Yeah, They've always know. been like that. And that's the reason why we have stuff like Odomix or whatever. It's pronounced, o- by the way, it's pronounced Odomics. Well, fuck, who cares? No, 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 no. <laughs> fucking. Did they actually say that? No, no, there's somebody, AVC pronounced it like that. And like, we just thought it was fucking hilarious. O-domics. So we just, yeah. So we just started saying, excuse me, it's pronounced Odomics. So there I it is. I don't know. z always been z So you get what you see. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about it if you got banned or not. I'm not gonna get banned. I wouldn't. Even if you did, I don't think you lose. You you would. You wouldn't lose sleep, uh, sleep over it. No, of course not. But yeah, it is whatever. But yeah, dude, this shit was great. I think we could do some in the future too. I'm looking forward to doing more with other people. Look, if anyone has any rebuttal, I'll let you know. <laughs> I don't even think that you're going to listen this long enough. You probably only stream to like Capo or something. Uh, I hope and he's not. always scheming with like, I show them I'm the best players. <laughs> We're both about to get DDoSed. Yeah, he's probably going to DDoS everybody. We're fucking done. So, all right, man, I'm going to close this off. Thanks again. This was fucking great. I had fun. And everybody, um, there's Rest King, great player, great friend, great contact pro- uh, creator, or content creator rather. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll see you next time. Hey, I also called it shit for Zandrone. Don't ever forget. And a coder of that. All right, see you guys later. For more information on the Multiplayer Doom Federation, visit doomfederation.com. And for more podcasts just like this one, head your ass over to inthekeep.com. You can also support our entire network of shows from our support tab right there on the homepage. Peace out. We love you.